I was just thinking about uh, the couple of was it, it was the the TFCon online TCG tournament and then the Quackalope Discord's board games day. They kind of impromptu had on American Thanksgiving uh, when I played Root. I was both times like, man, these conventions from home are great because the food's all free and it's just out like over there. I don't have to pay for overpriced uh-huh. stuff. It's all just in this like room near me. Yeah, but how often do you get like duck tacos? Well, I mean, I had some pretty good leftovers all set and it was free. Duck tacos are good, but they cost money. Like this this food, this yeah. convention food from home, it's all free. The only problem with the at-home convention is the washrooms are disgusting. Like, it's like no one yeah. cleaned it. It's just friggin' ugh. That creepy guy underground is in, in his underwear. Yeah, right? Like it's ugh. I caught looking in a mirror. There's still there's still a guy with a BO problem here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Can people not use deodorant <laughs> in this at home convention? I mean, the smell isn't that bad. It's kind of like a homey smell yeah, almost. Ever since I was a kid, I was like, why does my smell okay and everyone else's doesn't? Something must be wrong with them. Anyway, hi everyone, welcome to WTF TFW. We're uh, asking the real questions here, post-Christmas, post-everything, actually not even even post-holidays, pre-end of 2020. Um, Someone out there popped a Christmas cracker at that, someone out there blew a kazoo at that, I'm sure. Um... It's been a weird year so far, and we're going to end uh, that year with a podcast recording uh, where we mostly just talk about ourselves and some leaks uh, and an exploding Dr. Egg. Um, Aaron's with me. Hi, Aaron. Hi. And uh, TJ's also here. Hello, TJ. Hello. Um, this We're going to start with a listener question from Stoon, and I'm pushing this to the front of the line because it re- it's relevant to a situation that captivated me for an entire bout of insomnia the other day. Um, so to set the stage, uh, there's a third party Quintesson, uh, called Dr. Egg released by X Transbot. Uh, I went to watch a video actually to see the, the full, the full thrush of how this, this thing works. It's a masterpiece scale Quintesson who comes with a, uh, a little Quintesson ship that ha- that is actually a, a remote control. You put three watch batteries of a weird type that isn't normal into, into the ship and has an on As button. As you do. Yeah, yeah, you know, as you do. Has an on button, an off button, a manual button, and an auto button. Auto basically is like the thing sends a signal that would that the manual button would send, but every couple seconds. So whenever it sends a signal to the Quintesson, if you put the weird rechargeable battery that doesn't come with it into the Quintesson that looks a lot like a double A but is not, um, then every time you push the button or a signal is sent, the Quintesson's face will spin, eyes will light up, and it will say a line that the Quintesson said in the cartoon. Um, so it has, you know, a bunch of those. So it's got basically got a little motor, a little light, and a little sound box in it. Uh, anyway, I saw this thing, uh, Rick Acker had shared on Twitter. Um, I don't have the, the actual thread open anymore. Uh, but basically it was someone who was like, so Dr. Egg exploded. Um, a company with photos. Is someone on TFW? I, I really got to go find it now. Uh, it was someone on TFW. Um, and it was, it was shots of... Like, when when you say a toy exploded, right, you might think, oh, you mean like it, you know, it kind of popped apart. Um, Dr. Egg literally exploded. The the leftover pieces are ashen, black, 
Um, there are divots in the surrounding wall where shards of Dr. Egg embedded themselves. Um, because Dr. Egg is, has a lot of diecast in that upper part of his dome, and the diecast part also exploded. Um, mm-hmm. The fans' toy Cyclonus that was standing next to Dr. Egg looks like quite literally like Wiley Coyote after a, a stick of TNT blows up in his face. Like, just ashen charred everywhere. Uh, face was missing off face, of him. Face missing completely. I'm not sure if that was actually relevant or not, <laughs> but it certainly was an interesting detail. Um, and uh, to, to, you know, to fans' toys credit, as many said, and I was, like, begrudgingly like, yeah, it's true. Uh, Cyclonus didn't look that that poorly off, considering a toy had just detonated next to it. Um you know, clearly scuffed up and, and uh, you know, pockmarked with, with some shrapnel damage, but otherwise seemed fine. <laughs> it's a weird quality standard to have, but it's telling. Uh, absolutely, you know. Uh, the user was Friend Ross, who I should say is fine. Um, thank goodness. I don't know if Friend Ross even listens to the podcast, but, like, Friend Ross is fine. From the photos, it appeared he had suffered a minor injury, but in his words, Fans Toy Cyclonus saved his life. And I was like, oh, God, what happened? Uh, there was, there's also, like, marks in, I think, the ceiling. <laughs> like, like Dr. Egg went up like a bomb. Uh, which led to a lot of people going like, uh-oh, that toy is just shipping. Um, anyway, after a little little while, it was, it was sorted out that Friend Ross had uh, gotten the wrong kind of battery um for the battery that is not a double a but is some other weird kind of battery he'd gotten a version that was non-rechargeable uh like he he'd bought it on his phone he said in, in the thread um and he'd matched up he thought the right numbers but he'd bought it on his phone kind of half-heartedly um and it turns out that by not purchasing the rechargeable version when he then put the battery in and plugged in dr egg to charge up that caused the battery to detonate uh violently um so, a couple things. Don't, don't try to charge non-rechargeable batteries. Don't try to charge non-rechargeable batteries, number one. Uh, and I, I want to say, the mistake he made, in my opinion, is a very relatable mistake when you're dealing with weird batteries you otherwise would never purchase and have to buy off of Amazon. Um it's a mistake that you certainly should try to not ever make, but I think that it is in the in the the realm of a mistake that one could say, "Oh, I can see how that would happen." Uh, I think this also really makes a case for for crying out loud. Just if you're going to put electronics in your expensive toy, just use normal person batteries like LR44s and double A's, and not these weird batteries that you have to purchase on mass off of Amazon or eBay. Um, I used to say you just include them, but you know what? No, don't just include them, because what if the company includes the wrong one? Then it's an even worse scenario. Uh, And it's really rough to ship batteries, so that's why it's generally batteries included. Um, Alfie has ordered a couple of, like, camera batteries that are just little tiny, like, these little slim pack batteries, and they always come in their own box with at least two. Be careful, this has batteries, and they may explode and kill any child within a mile radius. Yeah. Stickers on it. Um, the, the other important thing, I guess, to say is, like, technically, technically, this was user error. This is not necessarily a problem with Dr. Egg. It is a problem with 
in my opinion, the greater umbrella of weird battery types extending now in like when it's weird watch battery types, I feel like those are inherently slightly less dangerous. Certainly not going to say they are risk free, but mm-hmm. slightly less dangerous than a cylindrical cell battery where something could go wrong. Um, also, you know what? It's a learning experience in that. Yeah, when you when you try to charge a non rechargeable cylinder cell battery, it's not just like it melts or heats up because Doctor Eggs was basically a diecast metal grenade that exploded. Uh, so that stuff can... Ener- energy is continuing to be pumped into that, and that energy has to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I had to set the stage because this, this question was relevant to that, and I wanted to bring up Dr. Egg exploding anyway, because I was real tired that night, and I couldn't get over, once especially it was confirmed that A, and most importantly, Friend Ross was safe and, and, and sound, and that also B, it was not that every Dr. Egg is about to explode, um... But I was also like, I can't get over how funny it is to say Dr. Egg exploded. Like, that's just really, really a good time that day. Uh, I'm glad you haven't kept saying egg exploded. A, a couple yeah. people couple people came at me like, don't you mean egg exploded? And I'm like, have some goddamn respect. All right, too soon. <laughs> Dr. Egg just exploded. We're not going to start portmanteau joking about this. The port, that's, Dr. Egg is gone. His die-cast dome went up like shrapnel and went into the wall right above that hockey stick in the one photo. It's it's gone. Um. Anyway, that so that that is why I wanted to shunt this question in front because I wanted to bring it up anyway. Uh, Aaron, yeah. Um, batteries are dangerous. Um, when used incorrectly. Uh, TJ, have you ever had a toy explode like that? I mean, only the ones that were supposed to. Yeah, not like violently drawing blood from you exploding. Oh, 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 okay. So not the spring-loaded kind. It's supposed to do that. No, I've never had a toy blow up. Okay. Yeah, I. <laughs> I was just. I had a moment where I was like, "Am I so tired? Like, is this one of those like? Did I blink myself asleep in my nice new chair? Yeah, and like, I'm just having a yeah, weird like, one. <laughs> like I, I saw, I saw you post about that, and I'm like, okay, so it's like an Armada Prime situation where it caught fire. No, no, you, I, you, I saw the picture of the dent in the wall. Multiple, multiple dents. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a lot. Uh, which leads to this listener question from Stoon, who says, "Quote: I saw the Twitter thread going around of a third party Quintesson that was exploding." Uh, <laughs> And it got me thinking about gold plastic syndrome. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Yes. But also slightly leagues apart from each other. <laughs> Although I guess GPS is the next closest thing on that scale. We don't really have any, uh, you know, yeah. Armada prime catching fire. If the motor is, or if the motorized functions obstructed, I guess is, is the next step back. And then it's GPS. Um, but thinking about GPS and other issues that might cause a figure to break on its own, again, to break on its own. It's like, yes, technically, Dr. Egg broke on his own, violently, with with fire and soot everywhere and shrapnel. Um, what are some situations or toys uh, you have you're afraid to mess with due to issues like this? I'm going to just preface, not due to issues of they're going to violently explode, but that they, you know, have, have perishable aspects. Um... For example, Stune has only transformed Masterpiece Dinobot once uh, because uh, they're afraid of shredding MP Dinobot's shoulders. Uh, which, again, yeah, known issue on the official one. It is, 
uh, something you can deal with if you get yourself some shock oil, which I would recommend any Transformers collector get a hold of anyway for the sake of overly tight moving parts. But uh, as I also tend to try to say, it's it's also not your responsibility necessarily to fix that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I got I, I can think of a few. But uh, um, TJ, have you got anything? I guess like what I would call a perishable toy that you're kind of just a little bit hesitant to mess I, with. I mean, anything from NECA. Oh, I mean, yeah. Hmm. yeah. You know what? Yeah, another another one I guess we could preface is literally the entire NECA catalog falls into this category. I mean, yeah, you, you're yeah. rolling that die the moment you bought the toy. It might already have happened in the package. Who knows, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, we found we found out that like they they literally list their products as perishable. I yeah, <laughs> I saw I saw that. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm always up for dunking on NECA. No disrespect to anyone who purchases NECA stuff. They fish and secure a lot of solid licenses, and they have the only figure out on that license, and I dig it. I totally dig it. I have lost all my patience with them uh, between the toy issues and, and my uh, disapproval of the way that they have in past used their Twitter platform. Outside of NECA, TJ, anything else you can think of? Because that's almost too easy. That's like that—that's a fruit that that fruit already <laughs> yep. fell out of the tree before we got to the tree. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Um, geez. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think because I generally like I I don't buy things in advance too much anymore. I generally wait to see if anything happens, you know. So I've avoided a lot of like the masterpiece transformers that have had self-destructing mm. parts. I'm I'm trying to think if there's anything in here that's like a time bomb. Like, outside of all my usual uh, things I harp on. I'm, I'm like, I'm legitimately, like... Have you, have done, you like, I, expunged all the clear plastic hinges from we, most I of I can't. The- they keep coming out. <laughs> like, I just got, I just got Studio, like, I got Studio Series Hot Rod, you know, and he's got little clear hinges that scare the hell out of me. I guess it's like in that realm it would be more like the the Earthrise stuff where they're using clear plastic for the for the airlock system which regardless of your climate I think is a questionable approach. Um, I, I see I'm not even going to blame climate anymore cuz I've heard this from all over at this point. Yeah the the airlock clear plastic thing is climate agnostic in my opinion given all the different places I've heard it from. Like that's that's just don't put that much pressure on that stuff y'all. Uh I mean yeah <sighs> It, 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 I guess it is kind of like for in, like stuff like Hot Rod, like things where it's just this is worrisome and it may turn out well, it may not. Um, well, before we continue down that that path, Aaron, anything jumping to mind for you that you've got that you just don't like to touch that's still in your house? Um, man, not any, I know I have a Torca somewhere in a bag that has a tail that's busted off. Oh, Torca, yeah, Torca. Um. I mean, there. It's always the GPSy things. Um, I don't think I've had nearly the same critical issue on clear plastic as like TJ has, but uh, yeah. I mean, I think modernly Hasbro's been better. I'm trying to think. I mean, there's um, off the top of my head, there's stuff like Titans Return Weird Wolf, um, who has a hinge that sounds like it is a bit of an inevitability. Uh, I still haven't actually looked at mine for the last year because I'm hoping that means he's fine. Um, like in my case, Transformers wise, it is like MP Hound. Mine has been fine, but I wonder still if that will end one day. Um, mm-hmm. 
I should say, by the way, Masterpiece RC, as of this recording, is now getting into people's hands, and so far, it sounds like no one's had a, you know, a, a really horrible thing happen with her. Um, I haven't checked all the threads, I've mostly been watching Twitter. Uh, nothing has come up there yet that I'm aware of, so good on her, unless I just cursed things. You know, we'll find out, I guess. Um, in my case, it's actually less Transformers, more like uh, uh, 112 Collective uh, and Hot Toys. Some 112 Collective stuff, I think, is fine. Um, but some of it I, I am starting to kind of eyeball a little bit, where there's, like, rubber latex that's been laid down on top of fabric. I got a feeling that's just going to kind of fall off at some point. Um, I have Hot Toys Michael Keaton Batman, who I, I really just don't like. I'm actually constantly two steps away from trying to just sell the thing, but I'm every time I think about it, I'm like, he might already be too far gone. I don't know. I haven't touched him in ages, but he's wearing a rubber bodysuit. The whole thing might have just disintegrated, you know, underneath the cape on his back, and I just don't know. Uh, and I don't want to look, because it freaks me out too much. Um, which is why I stopped buying Hot Toys uh, entirely. I think the last one I got was John Wick, who I also just found disappointing, but not not quite on this level. But 112 Collective and Hot Toys have some real cool stuff, but, uh, also storm collectibles. Um, a lot of stuff where there's, there are soft plastics in places where I just feel like they have a lifespan that I don't want to be conscious of. So I, I just stopped engaging with it. Um, so I, I managed to sell some of my storm collectible stuff. I still got a couple kicking around that I'm hemming and hawing about. Um, but yeah, transformers wise. Yeah. I, I've just, I've got some gold plastic syndrome, um, victims probably back out in the West Coast in a in a bin, uh, Torca. Um, that uh, that movie preview Starscream I heard was a disaster after a few years. I haven't seen him in in a long I mean, time. He is all gold plastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Remember back when he came out and it was like, well, thank goodness they solved this because otherwise this would be horrible. <laughs> and then yeah. it turned out they didn't. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, um, other than that, I, I I don't think I've got anything else that's that's ready to self destruct. I mean, I've got figures where I try I have to try to remember not not to leave cell batteries in them for decades, uh, and then sometimes I second guess whether I remove the cell batteries from inside of them, um, and then I got to dig them out again and like double check. Um, but yeah, anything else you guys can think of as far as self destructing stuff? <sighs> Then let's move okay. on. I I, I want to remember, not that I have, but I remember somebody talking a while back about pulling a toy out of the box that they'd left the missiles in when it was like a sprung missile. Oh, yeah. If, and you, if you leave the, the springs in a... The missile launcher, oh, not that it was like the missile launcher itself had, like, the backside of it had broken rather than, like, ejecting the missile. Yeah, like, if you leave the springs compressed in some things, I, it can get a bit troublesome, and... What gets me is when there's a toy where it's like there's there's springs involved in its motions either way, mm-hmm. and it's like there's no safe setting, really. Uh, yeah. Another one I just remembered was the soft plastic effect parts that have been coming out. I'd swear there was a report where someone had left one on a peg, and it's like the soft plastic had somehow leached the moisture or something out of the hard ABS, and then the hard ABS peg crumpled off. Hmm. Like, that there was a weird sort of leaching of... Uh, leaching is just the word I'm going to use. I don't know if it's the right one. But it's like there was a leaching going on between the two different plastics. Um, 
So I've, I've actually not left any of those effect parts connected to anything. I always take them off after I take a photo. Uh, the only other one I can think of is this is a Glios Customs thing that probably extends to other stuff, but there's a thing where if you have a Glios Custom with dyed parts, um, and then you have it just sort of sitting in a box rubbing up against other Glios pieces, the dye... I know I've read a report where the dye had leached into a non-dyed piece on a separate figure from prolonged contact. I mean, that's something that can happen on toys in general. Like, I will go rummaging through boxes that I haven't touched in years and find that there's a little bit of one toy has rubbed off onto another. Some some kind of, some like, either some paint has leached between the toys and there's, like, a blue scuff on a figure that has no blue on it or... Uh, I want to say, like, I've I've even run across where I've pulled toys out of storage, and just because of what they were in contact with, the ABS has literally like melted or like broken down on a uh, on a chemical level. That's what I'm talking about with those effect parts. It's like something about mm-hmm. them in prolonged d- direct contact is like messing with the ABS. Uh, I was also there was something. Someone 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 said something about that with the uh, Revenge of the Fallen Demolishers shreds melting the toy. Oh, I vaguely remember hearing about that. Um, you know, that's one other one. I do have I have that that GoBots uh deluxe tank with the working um flexible rubber treads and I've tried to make sure to use a uh, gummy pledge stift on it uh to keep them moistened, but again, Sorry, it's... what? Did you did you have a stroke or did I? No, gummy pledge stift. It's a uh... <laughs> Gummy gummy pledge stift. It's the thing they always say on YouTube. It's it's gummy plague stift, uh, but no one says plague. Uh, it's 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 a thing you use to moisturize rubber interior stuff on a car, but it's been identified as being usable to moisturize rubber things on toys like tank treads or tires. Um, it's like a it's just like a, a rub stick with moisture in it. Uh, gummy plague stift. It's the thing to look up. I just like I like. I, I always say gummy pledge stift because I discovered it through videos of American collectors who were just struggling with the German name of the product, and I found it endearing. Um, so you like it when that vaguely ethnic person is on TV and they speak an entirely just standard Midwestern accent, and then they hit their name and they roll all the R's like crazy? It's... It... Uh, not quite the same thing. It's it's, it's specifically uh-huh. German stuff. I I I, uh-huh. I find it kind of uh-huh. cute when Americans can't say German words. Um, it's very specifically like sometimes when Canadians can't, but it's, usually I find Canadians aren't trying as much. Uh, no, I mean it's just generally right. Oh, uh, we 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 do some things real hard, but speaking German doesn't come up as often somehow. Uh. What was I going to say? I had one other thing now that just slipped my mind. Another destructible toy thing. My brain! That's right. Um, no, it was something more relevant. It'll pop back into my head. It'll be a, a it'll be a, a tangent somewhere down the road here. Um, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I should say, end of the day, all objects lack permanence in the long term. And if you can if you can be cool with it, it's a lot less stressful to collect stuff. Uh oh, I remember what it was. Cyberverse RC. Something other some some other toy as well, but Cyberverse RC is the one I have. Uh for some folks, the salmon pink plastic on her has started to get a little orange. 
And I hmm. I noticed that mm-hmm. already has been happening on mine if I look for it. It's it's kind of like the salmon pink plastic is like a f- sort of a white plastic that is naturally slightly yellowing, but because it's pink, that makes it into a sort of orangey pink. Uh, I don't think it looks awful, but when I saw it pointed out and I went to look at my RC, who's, you know, Cyberverse RC has not been out very long. Um, I was like, huh, I kind of can see this. I think it might have been Cyberverse Grimlock where someone else saw something similar. Um, the deluxes, I should say. So she's just slowly turning into like G1 RC's prototype colors. Yeah, it's like that was what she always was meant to look like. And the toy is resisting the way that they're always like, but make her pink. It's like, it's like, no, <laughs> it's not who I am. I my soul is orange. You cannot deny me. <laughs> my, I will just, I will just revert my plastic to orange. If you're going to p- keep pushing this silly pink thing. Um, anyway, Stu, I hope we answered your question. Uh, let's move into some, uh, what we got on topic of this week. Some transformers we got, uh, you know, uh, holidays have come and gone and, uh, it's a time to either get get some new stuff or even just open some stuff you had sitting around. I saw a lot of folks um, who had purchased things in the, in the month prior who just c- sort of kept it sitting around to open up all on, on the day to make it still, you know, feel like something's going on. Um, so I got some things. Uh, TJ, I'm guessing you got some things. Aaron, I know you saved some stuff to open up, too. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, Aaron, I wanna, I'll, I'll, start, I'll start with, with you because I know you got one that I got. Um, but you, okay. I mean, I know you got a whole wave, but yeah, I, I got a whole wave. So you can, you can start with you with the one that you know that we both got rather than pretend like it's me because I've already forgotten which one you got that we were talking about before. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I got a wave cause, too. Cause I'll, I'll say something, I'll say something silly, entirely different and then just leave you hanging. So. That all that all got somehow way more verbally complicated than I think it needed to be. <laughs> uh, TJ, I'm talking about Netflix Alita One. Oh, oh, I had her. Yeah, I I, uh, I got a hold of her thanks to one uh, one Matt McNally of uh, of uh, he's not Chris McFeely TFCon fame. Um, and uh, I, she's the only one from the Netflix Wave 2 that I really wanted other than, you know, the ones that are just not possible to get, that being Soundwave and Bumblebee, because uh, everyone wants them. <laughs> uh, I would like those two. I just, I, I suspect I don't want them as much as a lot of other people. I would just like to have them, but I don't want to do any work to get them. Um, I just want to find them. Uh, but Alita is my second experience with the Earthrise RC mold, and maybe my lifeline is just good. I'm not sure. Uh, but I transformed Alita once today and had a whole fresh wave of emotions of how much I don't like this transformation. Um, and I, I don't know if Lifeline just felt better and went together a little bit better, but, uh, on Alita, I was just sort of struggling to get the, the limbs to jam in underneath the car and for the kneecap divot to line up with the one tab she gets, um, I, I said it before, I'll say it again. It's not even the part where her entire alt mode could be pin removed off of her, her entire robot body. It's the part where nothing of her really interacts with it in a Transformers-y way. And all I mm-hmm. want is for tabs to go into slots so that I feel like I'm having fun. And <laughs> there's a distinct lack of that in the process which is astonishing given how many tabs and slots are present 
during the process and just not relevant to the transformation. The robot mode does look great. I think she's the best-looking robot of the types who use this body. I hope that we never see this mold again in a very long time um, after RC pops up again in Kingdom. Uh, I could deal with a lot of female Transformers turning into weird stick cars, because I like the weird stick car, and I like the transformation. Uh, so I could deal with that to a degree. I don't I don't want this to get the credit of being used anymore because it doesn't deserve the retools is how I'll put it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anyway, Aaron, um, you also recently got Alita. We talked a little bit before and it sounds like, like you didn't have a better one than me. Uh, Yeah, no. So I'll, I'll preface this. I think that all of my wave to, Netflix deluxes save Bumblebee have some sort of like a stroke where one side of the toy is <laughs> is loose and the other side is fine. Her her right shoulder, right wrist, right hip, and right ankle are all extremely loose, but the left side is fine. So on mine, that is not the case. On mine, all of the joints other than the neck seem fine. Yeah. The knees are still pretty loose, but that just seems to be what the knees are like on this mold, is kind of loose. Yeah. Uh, the ankles are, are I th- fine. I, I was going to say, uh, like I th- we discussed in the pre-show, her head feels like there's a ball joint that has flash on it, or maybe the the glue of the head is over tight or under tight or something, because it faces forward, and then it's a very stiff to rotate and doesn't keep a direction until you get to about 45 degrees and then there's enough tension there that it will hold and yeah. then it like wants to snap around at 180. It feels like there's a lump on the ball basically. Uh, mm-hmm. On mine she actually can't look forward. She's always looking slightly to her left. Um, yeah, I guess I guess mine has got about 5 degrees to the left. Yeah, and it's it's a little annoying because her head's glued together around the ball socket mm-hmm. joint, so I can't I can't easily get in there to clean it up, and I don't want to crack her head open because uh, the front half of it is painted, and I don't think it's going to go well if I try to yeah. get the head open. But yeah, I mean everything with her, I'll say basically like what we like what you said, and and what I'm pretty sure we'd said about RC before. I really just wish that some part of her robot mode went into alt mode even if it was just like hey the backs of her forearms that are these big flat plates end up becoming part of the exterior of the car just because otherwise this is like an action figure with a car backpack yeah i mean i and and i have I, my and, demands and neither one of them are great my demands are even lower i just want her arms and legs to tab into stuff under the car and she doesn't even do that and i feel like i've set a a mercifully low bar that was still not Mm -hmm. achieved uh despite several other things going okay uh the other thing uh i ended up losing her car's fin thing almost for about an hour almost did too that thing Um, does not stay in doesn't stay in, and it is much uh, clearer than RC's is, in case you lose RC's. It's kind of like a a baby blue translucent plastic Yep. versus Alita 1's very, like, 
very light blue transparent. It doesn't look plastic. It doesn't look very transparent until it falls off. I was actually confused when I found it on the mm-hmm. floor. I thought it was something else because it wasn't blue anymore. <laughs> no, mine was mine was sitting there looking at it like looking at her transformed at, at her back and like something's wrong here. What's that slot from? Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was off in the package on mine, and I put it back on. It doesn't. Even, it's not even loose in there. It's in there pretty stiff, but it's that kind of stiffness where if it gets a, a knock on the wrong angle, it will just like shoot itself back yeah. out. It, uh, if it if you pull up from the the point of it, it levers out quite well, yeah. and there's like divots on the inside of it that make it seem like maybe some adhesive was supposed to have been shot in there. To help grab it, and I, just wasn't. I could see that being a problem with the nature, like the kind of plastic it's using. Um, mm-hmm. Like there might have, it might have been meant to have some adhesive, but then it would probably cause some kind of unpleasant fogging. Uh, yeah, it's a shame because there is a lot about this figure that is better than I expected. As I said with Lifeline, and then for some reason, Alita One just brought all the negativity back to my f- forefront that I thought I'd gotten over, uh, and it was it was a shame. Um, because she she is the best looking robot I think of of the bunch. Um. Anyway, yeah, that that was my one Netflix toy I got. Uh, Aaron got the whole second wave of Netflix. Yeah. Mm. Is there any specific one that you would like to talk about? First? I keep forgetting who's in the second wave of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, repainted Wheeljack. Oh, I almost uh, I I almost got that Wheeljack, and I decided that I didn't care enough because I I actually forgot he was in net, the Netflix waves. Um, how, how did he turn out? Cause he didn't look amazing to me in the photos. Uh, he, I mean, it's the, like, it's Earthrise. the dulled up paint job. It's the Earthrise wheeljack. Yeah. Um, he, his, his stroke is a, is a left side stroke, not a right side stroke. <laughs> um, why did you just get toys with Bell's palsy? I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's an issue of... Like something on these having been over overproduced, or if it's just a matter of like just lesser QC checks or lesser QC care out of it. Um, but that goes to like intents that we'll never be able to answer nor know the answers to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think we're ever going to get the the book about about the factory level of Transformers production. Yeah. Yeah, there's just three people with the the rivet guns that come from the the pneumatics that come from the ceiling and just go and it's not like they actually test it, but yeah, it's it's the like grunged up paint uh deco and keys been at least his are better than some of those earlier ones that were just like they kind of ran through some mud. Yeah. Like th- these look a bit more like like the paint is worn on them. Okay. Um and yeah, going back, it's I mean, it's that same mold again. There's nothing thrilling about him. You can easily lose the little windshield parts that try and Aww. fill up the 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 thing. It holds on better, but it still is in a spot. It's it's such a weird thing to have this tiny piece folds away rather than it like being a part of the windshield that when you actuate it like to fold it up off that it doesn't like 
fold under the windshield. I was kind of like the wind, like all of the windshield is a piece. Yeah, coming back to this mold, it's it's a thing that I've sat there like, man, it'd be, it'd feel better if that like was on a slide, or on a little hidden hinge inside that folded up to then all tuck together. No, instead it's this little piece that hides out around his knee and it's clear. So while you're, it's like, it's dark gray plastic in front of a black piece. And if you're not paying attention off, it springs to forever. Yeah. I'd been kind of low key hoping that there might've been like some kind of minor tooling change on him. Like there happened between all the different Datsuns, but no, uh, very much the same wheel jack. Man, very but much yes, the same this wheel one, jack. <laughs> this one, left side loose. Again, your mileage may vary. I'm hoping, I mean, um, I, it sucks that you ended up with ones that all have like a weird asymmetrical joint tolerance issue. I really mm-hmm. hope that's not common. Like I'm the, those, those two were the worst of it. The others are just like, hey, this side is slightly looser than the other side. Yeah. But that that's not as funny. Um, so, uh, on down the line, if we want to keep doing it this way, I wouldn't mind like just bat- bashing through because uh, I also keep, as I yeah. said, I can't remember who was in wave two. TJ, have you got any other fresh wave two Netflix stuff? I've got Bumblebee and Soundwave. Oh yeah, they're in okay. wave two. Well, I, I didn't get Soundwave. Uh, save Bumblebee for the end. Not to. Sounds like the plan. Cause I, I was going to say, because he's the most interesting, but that's a real dig on whoever else is in wave two that I can't <laughs> remember. <laughs> Red Alert is in wave two. Oh, it's God, that him. same. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lambo mold. Um, it's that same Lambo mold. Yeah. Except sorry, he has sorry, a light Red bar Alert. Too. Sorry, Red Alert. I don't mean to, to dig yeah. on you, but I just forgot you exist. And yeah. yeah, he's just, he's just paranoid that you've forgotten about him. That's part of the conspiracy. Right? That's, that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll definitely say like my biggest issue with, with red alert, uh, is so much of him is like painted. Like it's, it's like that automotive tacky paint. Is that like with not not tacky, but like the, like the smooth, like the extra smooth paint. Yeah. Is is it kind of like with run amok? Cause run amok has this kind of. Yes. Odd feeling too, like like the painted part parts of Run Amok. Yeah, yeah. Run Amok. And again, for I like I don't know why that's not a white molded plastic, and is instead appears to be something darker that gets an all around paint on it. Going back to that listener question, I would actually put Earthrise Run Amok as one I am kind of worried about messing with because he just he, he's covered in a paint that doesn't feel highly bonded to the plastic. Yeah, and it, it kind of just makes me uncomfortable to like not even to mess with them i'm okay messing with them but like usually i'm okay to just sort of you know put a bunch of mainline transformers into a box for a bit but him i'm like this guy needs to live on a shelf because i don't think he'll survive and i guess (laughs) that is kind of a step back to wheeljack taking a look at wheeljack he's the same way Uh, um because i noticed on his shoulder peg um and i'm just remembering now as i touched red alert the the shoulder slots that you can put his like weapon into one of mine the paint around it chipped just right off the bat first time putting the the thing in it i mean you know at least at so. least his whole thing is like i'm i'm banged up from battle so i guess it's just you know right. <laughs> it's interactive right. now but it was like a like a like an eggshell like a little tiny oh crap i accidentally got a tiny bit of eggshell in my in my scrambled egg, do I bother digging it out? Yeah. About that size of 
piece of plastic. And it's not you like, all know it. Everybody had that's a different size for everybody because everybody has a different tolerance for just a tiny bit of eggshell in their scrambled eggs. Yeah, but yeah. You all know what I mean. It, it's 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 even like to me, it's not like you know, this is inherently just an awful thing. It's just like there's a specific tactile feedback. I'm rubbing my fingers together when I say this, mm-hmm. where it's like there's a very fine line. It's a, it's a gradient even where sometimes no, it's fine though. And then on like run amok, it's like, this is like just on the other side of that line where I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's that like smooth, slick plastic, especially when it's like up and interfacing around other things. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one, it's what, like if your car has that coat to it, that's going to look good. Cause you know that it's automotive paint and it's done right. And your car and doesn't fold good. into a robot. But, yeah, you don't fold your car into a robot. You're not sitting there, like, constantly handling it and knocking it up against other things. I mean, most of you don't fold your car into a robot. Yeah. There's going to be some entrepreneuring engineers out there who are now and and will do interesting things that, you know, don't want to rub them out of the equation here. Um, So, the the second to last deluxe um, is uh, Impactor. Oh, I thought he was straight out my head. I thought he was wave one. No, huh? Um, Sorry, his his, <laughs> his um how his like in out hip action has like ratchet detents to it. Mm-hmm. For his l- right side, those detents are super weak. So until weird. you get out to like Van Dam range. It's like, but the 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 ones the ones from like straight down to about the forty five degree range, you can feel the detents in there, but they're not doing anything. I'm like I'm like theorizing that like the case they were all in, like one side of it got superheated or something. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But uh, I mean, it's another round of the impactor mold. His his like. Previously, yellow colors in plastic are more like a, we'll call it a baby's diaper present color. That's, uh, oh. In, in green. Shining Magnus. Yeah, not not that. <laughs> yeah, you're right, the, you're right. The, the other part. Um, back in the day, for those of you listeners who are who are slightly younger, back in the day when Shining Magnus came out, uh, this, is a, this is a translucent yellow G1 Ultra Magnus reissue. Uh, everyone called him uh, um, Urine Magnus because he looked like he was made out of crystallized urine. The very particular clear yellow plastic that was used was highly unflattering. And I think that that toy spent a good number of years in the olden days Big Bad Toy Store discount piles. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, that same mold again, nothing terribly new or different. It's a um, good mold. I, I wouldn't mind getting that Netflix version if I hadn't already got two of him that I like. Yes, that's about that's about where I would put him. Uh, that and because his waist parts are painted, like, again, with that, that same kind of paint, at least it's not on a big flat surface, on a very textured surface um but since he has that like pin joint at the front of his pelvis that you have to bend over for his tank mode the couple of times i've transformed it it's been like cringe 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 bite and pinch is it does is it shedding anything from inside the moving part <sighs> i've not looked hold mm. on ow 
Um, no, not yet. All right, it's doing better than a neck of shoulder joint then. But doom. Yeah. Shush. It's 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 just that uh, back like mushroom peggy style thing that gets into the slot. It's I think there's just so much pain on that that it just holds it until it cracks. Oh, there's a little tiny, tiny it it's deep bit steep fleck of yellow in there. Oh, return it. Yeah, but um, ow. Um, it just likes to bite. It just sees anything near it. I like how it happened um, twice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, the same mold. If you've not gotten an impactor mold before, I'd say he he's good. He's um, good. Uh, I would... the, the the color scheme to me comes off almost more comic booky with that shade of yellow, like '80s comic books. How you, you got you know the four color print process, and sometimes they'd really like tone something oddly because it'll just be easier with the way that cheap printing on newsprint paper works. Well, the one thing I would say if anyone out there still hasn't got Impactor is that the three-pack version uh, appears to be perpetually on sale on Amazon, at least in Canada. Um, but I, 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 I swear I saw some postings that he was that, that three-pack was also on sale in, on Amazon America as well. Um, that might be a thriftier way to get a hold of an Impactor, uh, all things considered. Um mm-hmm. Because then you also get a Mirage, who's also very good, and you get uh, you get a, a Weaponizer, who's you know fun. Um, uh, it's seventy dollars on Amazon right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, I guess it's a Canadian thing then. I gotta double check. But uh, yeah, that brings us to 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 Bumbles. Um, mm-hmm. uh, TJ, uh, just qu- quickly, you intro us in here. Uh, is he is he a revelation? Is Bumblebee a revelation? Is, is, is Volkswagen now? Is he buzzworthy? One might say. Buzz. Uh, okay. We're gonna be saying that word a lot. Just you know. Do we have to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 in the line name coming up. So. Uh, he is a very very good Bumblebee. I mean, it is a, it is a it is a nice little Volkswagen, very classic eighties style little car. Um. It's, it is still the cliff jumper mold, so it still has that going on, but it forms a decent looking bumblebee. Uh, personally, I don't have as much problem with him having that shield, oddly enough. Well, and I don't uh, know if it's. It's the shape, right? Like, I think, I feel like we talked about this. Like, the. Part of it. Yeah. Part of it, I, I feel like for me, part of it is the shape. But mm-hmm. part of it is also the fact that Bumblebee is a character I can see using a shield, whereas Cliff Jumper is very much gung ho. Here's my big cannon, kapow! I yeah. don't, I don't think he needs. A sh- I don't think he would be the type to ever carry a shield. Bumblebee's a scout, like he's usually on the defense. I can see that. I take more umbrage with the fact that he comes with a giant cannon. Honestly, yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually been my problem with every. I, I, you know, as someone who's collected everyone except Cliff Jumper, uh. The cannon's actually the most annoying part, which is weird, because it's like, I'm getting more weapon bits, and that should be fine. It's just like, yeah, but they yeah. all have Cliff Jumpers cannons specifically, which can mm-hmm. then give them all Cliff Jumpers water ski gimmick, and it's like, come on, y'all. Like Some of you guys have never met him before. Yeah. I, I feel I feel like we're getting so many versions of that mold, like, that would have been the easy thing to swap out and give each one a different feature. Yeah, or even just, yeah. just wings instead of skis. Look, he's a spaceship now. Like, I'd buy it. <laughs> At this point, we yeah. get a Cybertronian Bumblebee. I expect it to be the same mold, except that shield now has two massive wings hanging off the side. Hell yeah. 
mean, yeah, that that's the one thing I want to say that like with as different as you know, Bumblebee is entirely reskinned to the fact that he has rubber bumper, like bumper bumpers. I don't rubber bumper, and I stalled myself. Um, Relatable. That, like none of the other molds have any rubber components. Yeah, I, I I think I would have been fine with Bumblebee having some other like component and not all all these like five other pieces that just sit around or you you make them jet ski or the weird flip his arms up in a different mode and have this cannon come out of the back of the Volkswagen. Yeah, the the poppin cannon uh pseudo mode is the one and only thing that really keeps me feeling like okay about the cannon always being there because it's so comical, uh, mm-hmm. but also it is pretty silly. Uh, also, I just wanted to say I, I double checked the uh, the war the siege three pack with Impactor on Amazon Canada is still forty percent off as it has been for like two or three months. Well, if you're in Canada, that's a great way to get it. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like Bumblebee's got more going on than I expected. I actually had just not paid enough attention to notice he was that much of a reshell. That actually makes me more impressed with Bugbite, because I I thought Bugbite was just like, yeah, I guess he's got the he's got the head. They just didn't swap the you know the front Volkswagen parts. I didn't catch the bit where everything else is different. Yeah, everything yeah. else is different. It's an entirely different reshell. It has official Volkswagen product sticker yeah. on the box, like. It's I, not just it got closer. It's this is a beetle. Yeah, I, I think I think what we found out is that the the Volkswagen license is strictly for Bumblebee. Hmm. You know, I'm I'm more okay with that because I I think that he needs the bulbousness to be his because because everyone else being more cliff jumper like I I don't know why it just makes it easier for me to parse stuff um, between all the mini bots. Um, even when we, or not when, should we eventually get to Glyph? We'll talk about that in a bit. Like, I'd be fine with Glyph ditching the Volkswagen stuff uh, for the sake of, of keeping Bumblebee more Bumblebee. Although I guess see, see, it would be neat I, for the two-pack. But. I, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of the other way, because I see Glyph and Tap Out as, like, two characters that have to go together, and I'd like them to be distinct. Yeah, I was just realizing as I was saying it. I, I guess it's like I would like that, but it wouldn't be as critical to me. Um but yeah, I, I would, I would like to find that bumblebee. It's just, I'd, I'd like to see another iteration on the mini mini car, especially if they're going to like continue doing it, where you could have like something more coupe, something more sedan, yeah, or something that gives like a some other similar what what were they called the Coro Q cars or whatever the little penny racer cars, yeah, like some other like hey this kind of looks like. A car, but we, you know, drug the long axis back twenty percent. <laughs> we pinched it here and, and we pulled it and here. We, we, yeah, we pinched it here and we pulled it up there, and now it's something else entirely different. Um, and plus, then you know that gives you something that can be built on the same skeleton as they're doing a whole lot more now of of like, hey, this is a shared skeleton, shared transformation across these three toys or whatever. Honestly, and you could you could get more variation out of it, especially if you had something like, "Hey, we can reuse the 
you know, the front half of this and then the back part of that and then kind of come up with a new one. The advance I'd like to see is just one where it's where the tooling is. You don't have to remove the, the one piece off the back of the car like that. That whole part is hinged. Yeah, that, that'd that be nice, too. And then that, for, for this mold, at least, I was just saying for like future design. Oh, OK. Yeah. And the greater picture. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I just think like, yeah, if, the, if, the, if also they would like to keep, you know, milking the, the cliff jumper as as you do for for his cliff juice. Um, it would be cool if like okay, one more retool. It's a hinged arm now back here. Like that'd be that'd be a nice finale. Not sure for mm-hmm. who. <laughs> um. Oh, and Aaron, uh, with what side of your bumblebee is the loose side? No, bumblebee's good. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's solid. All right. Um, TJ, uh, I forgot. Did you get a hold of Soundwave, or are you still looking for him? I know you said earlier. Yeah, no. no, I got Soundwave. Okay, and Aaron, you got Soundwave, or did you not? I did not. I I got Optimus Prime, that's, but he is still sealed. That's the gradient that I I was trying to remember which side that fell on. Okay, uh, so Aaron, that's you in Wave Two of Netflix so, so far. Yep. All right, then uh, TJ, why don't you finish off that bit and, and tell me about that Soundwave that I actually would like to get a hold of? It's just a lot of a lot of people really want that Soundwave, and I feel like if I push hard, I'm just taking it from someone who wants it more. <laughs> I mean, it is a it is an exceptionally nice sound wave. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he does everything you would want a G one style sound wave to do. He's got a good proportion and look to him. He has you know the classic mo- the tape recorder mode, and it 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 does form nicely. Like there's a little bit of paneling just to make sure like his robot mode doesn't have like huge chunks of cassette player hanging off of him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like. He 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 still he still feels as like as solid as the siege figure was. Like there's no like, oh it's it's just gotten really loose because of how many times I've used the toy at this point. Like everything still feels nice, you know, and everything still works, you know, about as nice as as I would expect it to. Um, and yeah, uh, Ravage and Laserbeak also also work exceptionally well. I still am not sure how Ravage is remolded. I think it's I, the, I, keep, I looked at it before. It's 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 on him and Laserbeak. It's like it's kind of the heads, and then I think Ravage is like the 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 bits on his hips are slightly different. Yeah, because I I know the head is supposed to be done, but I can't see what was changed on Laserbeak. Absolutely, I can yeah. I can see the difference. Well, on, on Ravage, it's like oh, I looked at a side by side before, and now I forgot what it looked like. It was like one of them is a little bit more puffy, roundy, curvy. Whereas another one's mm-hmm. a little bit more edgy, blady-ish, but like I'm, I'm making it sound even more distinct than I think it really was. Um, yeah, that was right. But no, it's it's literally like like the kind of sound wave I've been wanting in my collection for a long time. It's you know, it's not a leader class just because its name is Soundwave. It's not a blaster retool or going to be a blaster retool. It's just it is just like a really dead solid sound wave. Hell yeah, and and I mean, Siege Soundwave is a good figure uh, with a good alt mode. I'm just gonna say it because you know the the new one can't do it. I saw a, a Twitter post. Yeah, uh, yeah, he does. He does still have the little skiffs on his arms. Hell yeah! Like, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I like that's also why I would like to get that figure. Is like that's just a very good Soundwave, and I'd like to I'd like to have a clean version to go with my Earthrise Starscream. Um, that's, that's actually one of my primary goals because Soundwave suffers in Siege. 
he suffers a lot because they went whole hawk on like making his his chest window all cracked up and that's a lot harder to look past than like the minor weathering on shockwave um so i'd like to get soundwave uh for many reasons more so than bumblebee actually but boy does it sound like that soundwave is hard to find right now (laughs) I mean, it depends. I've seen I've seen people uh, in sightings threads going, yeah, I found a ton of them, like all the other Netflix releases. So, but you know, it is sound wave. It is like the sound wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's always going to command a lot of uh, a lot of casual and older fans. Yeah, I've, I've tried to put the hooks out uh, Canada side of people who are just on the lookout for sound waves, and I'm like, yeah, if you find one, I'm down. But if you know someone who is literally dying for one, like get it to them first. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd like to get a hold of that because also, yeah, the package is just nice too. Like him with the cassettes, um, it's 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 a good spread, uh, and it sounds like he he turned out well. Like I haven't heard anything. Uh, like I haven't heard any even isolated cases of unfortunate uh, QC on him. So it sounds like he's just you know carrying that solid uh, trophy with him. Uh, I was trying to think if I had any other questions about him. Can, can he still do the lamp post? You know, I haven't tried. I don't think I because the lamp post mode wasn't anything in the siege figure. I think it was a hit, quote unquote, hidden feature. You know, they they had a picture. Of I, it. I don't think <laughs> it was a hidden feature so much as it can t pose. Yeah, can can new soundwave t pose? I I'm pretty sure he can. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's a, that's a reasonable assumption. That's a reasonable assumption. I mean, I saw it happen in, like, three cyberpunk videos, and everybody said that made the game horrible, so... You know who's not in cyberpunk, there, Therefore, though? by the commutative property, Soundwave's horrible. No, no, but so- no, when Soundwave does it, it's cool. Cyberpunk would be winning awards right now if Soundwave was in Cyberpunk 2077. First mistake they made? Getting Keanu Reeves into the Soundwave. Put me on the record saying that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this this kind of is. We we are recording this still, right? I know. I'm just saying to the general, you know, cosmos. Put me on the cosmic record saying that. Um. Well, TJ, any any other sound wave bits? Did the, uh, laser, the laser beak turn out okay too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I said the cassettes turned out good. Yeah. Like just... the only the only issue I took with him is it's a like a little bit hard to get his uh. A little bit hard to get his door gimmick to work. Hmm. Things get a little bit stuck when you when you cram one of the cassettes in there, but it, you know, it's a clearance tolerance thing. It might just be mine. I don't know. I, I mean, I've seen that happen on the sound wave before. Sometimes it feels like that's the very last thing, kind of, that goes into the figure. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like we're gonna put the cavity there. We'll make the cassette robot. We'll make sound wave do this and this. All right, but does the cassette fit? Uh, mm, you know, close enough. <laughs> I mean, it does on the CAD, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, if it's actually perfectly in the CAD, as long as we produce this perfectly, everything will be fine. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. What's plastic shrinkage when it cools? <laughs> Never heard of it. Never heard of plastic. <laughs> Never heard of plastic. Yeah, I, I realize. I've worked at Hasbro twelve years. This is the first I hear of this plastic. <laughs> Wait, we use plastics? But oh. all the good ones were made of diecast, like John Hasbro at the top of the. T- <laughs> Turns out, for the last few decades, they've just been lying and telling him it's all diecast. My materials in CAD had always been unobtainium. No wonder these things don't line up right. <laughs> and it's like, well, what do you switch that option over? Then, then the next question is like, well, what about all the parts meant to flex? And they're like, well, we just assumed our fans were strong. <laughs> um, well, excellent. Uh, anything else, Soundwave wise? 
Oh. And then I, uh, I'm going to go to one of the, I, I got a, I got a transformer for Christmas from my family. I'm beaming. Um, actually I got two, but one of them I have nothing to say about because, uh, it was, uh, a Quintesson. Because it's garbage and they should know it. Well, you know, Quintesson's <laughs> alt mode is kind of garbage and they should, <laughs> uh, I had a Quintesson on my Amazon wish list. Um, so this is actually my second regular Quintesson. So I now have two regulars and one, um, Quintesson Pit of Judgment, which is my little tribunal that I wanted to have. So uh, I'm I'm real jazzed. I uh, I can also confirm once again that the faces were uh, a pittance to attach. I don't. Am I misremembering the faces being a big thing that no one could get them to go in for a while? I feel like that was a thing, and in both of mine, it's been really easy. I don't know that whole toy. I've basically just blanked on because okay. I knew that I wasn't going to get it, and so anybody talking good or bad about it, I'm like, eh, I it spins faces. Yeah, the, there was just a thing where it's like two of the faces on the retail one you have to attach, and it sounds like, at least on the first run, it was tough. On the second run, it's very easy. Um, and it's still, uh, the sculpt and the paintwork on the Quintesson are excellent. So you're kind of just paying a premium for a Quintesson, and that can feel weird if you don't really dig Quintessons a whole lot. Um but the other gift I got was Earthrise Grapple, who I didn't have this whole time until now. Uh, I still want to get Hoist, because you got to have, you know, you got to have his boyfriend. But I got Trailbreaker, so I'm not, like, as desperate, because now I've, I've messed with all the molds for the most part. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Grapple, this might be, I can't remember how much we talked about this when he came out. I was transforming him to truck mode for the first time, and I got to the, the one part. And I was like, "Boof! These these pegs have to go into these holes, but these pegs on the 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 module his crane is on these feel really tight." And I was about to give him a big hefty push, and then like this voice through time just came screaming into my ears from from the time before, from when this was the biggest concern of our week, where it was like, "Remember, tons of people broke that part on grapple," and I was like, "Oh, you're right." So I, I filed down the thickness of those two pegs, uh, and now he works okay. Uh, he's good. Like, Grapple's fine. I remember back when he came out a um, hundred years ago that the general consensus was like, there's nothing wrong with him, but also nothing incredibly inspiring about him. And that's that's kind of, you know, how he feels to me. He's very fine. Um, does not do anything really wrong. Does not do anything really um, to stand out amongst the crowd. I found the rotation on the crane arm on mine's a little bit loose. Not sure if that's a thing. And I truly don't know if I missed it. Like, this feels like a conversation that may have happened. His Autobot insignia is on a square of painted plastic that's surrounded by unpainted plastic. And it looks like it's supposed to flip over. But it doesn't. So I'm assuming it doesn't flip over. It just looks like it's supposed to. Anyway, I don't know. Hopefully someone can tell me about that <laughs> uh, whenever someone does hear this, whether or not that, that conversation happened. But uh, I also am happy I got to mess with him because now I know that, like, hey, I'm down to, to pick up the Inferno version of this. This is a, a good Voyager. Uh, very, um, very, uh, trying to think of nice things to say because there's nothing wrong with him. Very inoffensive Voyager who who does not really go out of his way to excel. Um it all sounds really awful, but like I mean, I mean it all as a compliment. <laughs> I like his transformation; feels nice once you once you fix the two pegs. Um, 
But uh, yeah, now I'm just after my Earthrise shopping list has has really kind of shrunk in a way I didn't think it would. I'm just kind of after hoists. I'm after two or three alicons. Scorponok would be nice, <laughs> but that's that's more or less a double dealer is the main other big one. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was one of my gets. Um, Aaron's go back to you. Do you get anything else Transformers wise that you've popped open? Um. I got the I, I forget Where'd what their name is as I'm reaching Ran down away. to the floor to get him over because there. um it was on the floor. Ah. I don't have enough desk space. The Prowl Ironhide Earthrise set, I forget what their two packy name was. Oh <laughs> uh now I wanna know. I'm gonna go look it up. Um Um but hey, Prowl's uh that same uh Datsun brother mold. Um I think what what did we determine is different? Slightly different. Uh Grill has all the 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 Japanese paint ske- police paint scheme, police on the doors, light bar with a hole in it so that you can put a five millimeter thing in a square hole. Yep, and between the three of them, very slightly different placements of tabs between the roof and the legs in a way that's really hard to describe in an audio audible way. Okay. Uh, uh the one thing that I noticed with tabs is one of his arms doesn't tab. Yep. Normally, but it takes just a tiny bit of thumb force up up in his armpit pushing it forward to then bring it down. Yeah, on mine they so just, just like, like to something's pop out. just yeah, this one it's like the the right side is slightly warped back, like plastic shrinkage again, like it, like the the square frame of it twisted just a tiny bit. Oh yeah, the the whole Datsun Earthrise mold, I think. No, we talked about this before, but like the yeah. the roof section suffers from what appears to be an unforeseen level of shrinkage that caused rapid tool tweaking and various other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is it's well, the, like I said, th- this seems like it's just something because it's kind of a a square shape. And square shapes are inherently unstable in a solid body. It's the um, WFC E31 Autobot Alliance 2-pack action figures, kids ages, ages 8 and up, 5.5 inch. That's what it is called. Okay. Uh, Autobot Alliance, I think, I see it multiple times in the ad copy. Oh, yeah, Autobot Alliance okay. versus Seeker Elite. Yeah, there you go. Yes, so the Autobot Alliance 2-pack, uh, uh, for for the Prowl part, it's kind of more of the same. Um, If... You're not a prowl nut, and you have this mold already. I would not buy this for that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's it's more the same. I'm I'm trying to be better about like like I know that Walgreens are starting to get the the blue streak, silver streak. I forget what he's named. Streak the the third one of them. Blue and streak. I've, I've thought like, hey, maybe I could go get blue streak, and then I'd have one. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same thing. I'm getting better about it. But also, it's Slowly. the Datsuns, so it's okay to buy them three times. Yeah. Oh, I know. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I mean, they and worked then, as a duo in the old cartoon, too. And then uh, Ironhide is very much the uh, previous Ironhide mold with a couple of small tweaks and the big shield spear punching thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually pretty impressed with them. The shield spear um, punchy thing uh, is, I think, one of the best accessories that, by all accounts, looked like it was not going to be the best accessory. Uh, yes, the pointy I've, bit at the front does so much good work. 
I very much thought that this was going to be less than what it is mm-hmm. of of being like a, f- a filler part. Because, um, I mean, ultimately, that's what it is. It's a filler part. But, hey, they can very easily say, yeah, have you looked at the G1 ones? Yeah. It's half filler part. And, like, there's even... This a, is... There's even this a- is this is numerically less filler part. There's even a space in there that this gun can fit in. Uh, and it's like, mm-hmm. that, that's just a really cool touch. Like, the worst thing about it is the bit where it's like, you can also do the sled mode. Because it's like, well, no, you can't. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, and I like the fact that it has the four pegs that it uses the existing holes to mount onto them that you can use that to get different like looks for back of the arm. Yeah. You can, you can like set it up so that it is like a stab a shield thing, or you can open a different kind of door to free up a different peg better in order to make it look like he's got some sort of like quad missile pack thing. Um, It's very playable. It's very playable. Yes. It's, it's very playable. It's a thing that I, I, I like in that, since they're using universal sizes for pegs and holes so much now, and that there's like four, five, six of those pegs on the bottom side of that, that you have many more options of what you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. And so that, the, like, the, that, like that lets you have the play pattern, not say, "Hey, this is the play pattern we're thinking you're going to do." The the, the four little rocket sense. boosters popping out as well. Like this, I think is less intentional because those are supposed to be for the sled mode, but right. they just add to it because when you do use it as like a big ass like sunder spike, then it's like, yeah. And also, when he's got to like stick this through a whole man who's bigger than him, there's four rocket boosters on the back, so he can do it harder. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it just comes in the story tells itself. Spear. Yeah, yeah. But I I've enjoyed him. He's he's a good good little fiddler guy too. Just yeah. do the the panels on the sides of his legs tab in really solid oh, for still, you. Or? They 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 still pop off like none other. Yeah, yeah. Same for for transforming, they pop off real easy. Um, there it's just unfortunately the way that this mold is has just a little bit too much of very specific staging like you have to take this one to 90 degrees and you have to take this one to 45 degrees then you can take that first 90 degree one to 180 degrees and you can take that 45 up to 90 but it's really better if you take it just past 90 because you have to clip these two things together and then clip that thing together it's just a little bit too much of like very much the a then b then c then d process that doesn't look like it should be an a then b then c then d process you know, yeah, some of the toys where, yeah, you know, yeah, very clearly you have to bend his knee, you know, bend a knee and then collapse the thigh down and then bring the car part over it because it's very clear. That stepwise makes sense. When it's like, it looks like these panels, you should just be able to like flip this panel up, flip this panel out and be done with it. Yeah. Well, especially when it's just, it's, you know, those side panels have a tab to a slot that on my iron hide, it just, it doesn't work. And it's like, yeah. this is a bummer, because, like, the tab's there, the slot's there, they go together, and then they don't stick together. And that... There's no, like, stiction force to it. Yeah. All right. Well, you so you got your Autobot Alliance 2-pack. Are you one of the blessed few who got the Seeker Elite? 
I did not get to seek early. A whole lot of us are still wondering if that will ever, ever ship. Um, hopefully it wasn't on that boat with all the Gokus, just to, to really date this podcast. <laughs> um, or no, wait, the that old one. No, yeah, I do have the, the two-pack. Yeah, the Conehead two-pack. The, the Conehead two-pack, yes. It's the thir- it's the the Target one. Um, thrust. Oh, yeah. Thrust. Yeah, yeah. Thrust that, yeah. that I have never seen because that was a Target exclusive that was on pre-order for 30 seconds before it was sold out and then very randomly pops up for tens of seconds and then disappears oh 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 the pre-order doesn't matter i had one pre-ordered since the first window opened and they just randomly canceled it on me that happened to my uh lightning collection zach the black ranger recently slightly off topic but that amazon pre-order finally gave up after like six months of saying no no next week <laughs> trust me we're, we're looking for one um Canadians, by the way, I should give the heads up. We do have a confirmed Canadian release for Thrust. He's got a Toys R Us R exclusive page that he has never been in stock on, but it exists with lots of pictures. So that seems to be uh, at least one of the outlets who's getting him. Um, yeah, that that Earthrise Secret uh, Conehead two pack. I don't think I've heard any Canadians getting it yet. Uh, hopefully someday. Uh, but Aaron, anything else about the Autobot Alliance? No. That's that's it. I'd I'd say if you want, like if you dig both of them, get it. It's definitely something that's fun. I like the update for that um, ratchet ironhide mold to to the Earth mode vehicle. I I really do dig the the very G one weapon that has a spot to tab and all be internally contained in the toy. I like that. That's one of the few things that I'll give the RC Elite One medic mold kudos for is that there is a tiny spot to stash her pistol underneath her car mode Mm -hmm. um that's the thing that i i think is good when it when it can happen because then you don't have to worry about like the bumblebee bug bite cliff jumpers of the world where you have this handful of extra parts that have to go somewhere because they wanted to include a thing yeah I was just going to double check that I had a Seeker Elite order. That, yeah, I placed that order on July 17th. Still waiting. <laughs> but they haven't canceled it yet. Um, all right. Uh, then I'm going to bump over to TJ. TJ, uh, any other, another, I should say, Transformers thing that you like to talk about? Uh, I can hit a wave of something if you want me to hit a wave of something. Uh, sure. Then I can I can hit a twofer afterwards. Uh, I've got the first wave of Kingdom Deluxes. Ooh, no. You jerk. Those things have kind of just shown up. I mean, I'm happy for you, you jerk. I mean, um... I had a moment. I had a moment where those, like, all of Kingdom Wave 1 is, like, popping up here and there. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no, it's showing up everywhere. And then I was like, it's Kingdom Wave 1, though. I'm going to have a long time to be able to get a hold of that stuff. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. But still, it's exciting, because, like, it sounds... I have been hearing lots of good stuff about Kingdom... Aside from, like, apparently a scarily thin tab on Cheetor. That's something else I heard about. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I've, I've, I've noticed it. Mine is still intact. Hooray! <laughs> best, yeah, best I can say. It hasn't broken yet. <laughs> Does it feel like a yet? That's really my question. Um, I've only transformed it a couple times. It seems okay as long as I'm, like, I'm trying to be as careful with it as I am any other little tab on a 
figure these days. It is quite thin, though. Okay. Uh, would you like to kick off with Cheetor, since we're already I mean, talking we're about We're already talking about him, yeah. Him and his, his thin little tab, that little nerd, that little young little Cheetor. Little <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, the tab is probably the only flaw I can put on the guy, aside from uh, the colors are a little pale for mm. what he is. I, I'm hoping the Netflix version fixes that, but for that, what he is... Yeah. Uh, he is a very, very nice figure. Like, probably one of the nicest Cheetors we've gotten at retail. Well, he doesn't like, have a lot of competition, is what I would say. He's got no, the original. No, no. And <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, I, I don't mean just, like, normal, like, realistic Cheetah Cheetor. I mean, like, across the board, all the Cheetors. Okay. But no, like the articulation on him is really nice. Um, I was worried about those, like, because he's got those big uh, beast shells on, you know, right behind his shoulders. Uh, mm-hmm. Those do move far enough back that I don't feel like it's in the way. Like, it's one of those things where it feels like I'm being hindered, but I'm not actually being hindered. Like, I still have like full range on that shoulder, and I can move the arm outward and all that. Yeah, it's like the assumption no. that it's going to get in the way. Yeah. It also helps that he he has like a peck crunch, so his arms can rotate inward. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but is just really nice in the robot mode. Uh, beast mode has like actual articulation in the beast legs, which is a very nice change from you know a lot of Cheetors in the past. There's a lot of beast toys that are not masterpieces too, like mm-hmm. and not not quadrupeds. I guess I should add. Uh. There's a definite question of how much Kingdom, for what most people actually are satisfied with, kind of replaces the idea of Masterpiece Beast Wars. I mean, I've seen that floated around a lot, where especially the last three years of figures, has people have been referring to as Masterpiece Light, yeah. which I think only really only applies in that they are very show-accurate representations of these characters that are not going to cost you hundreds of dollars. What's nice is that I think it's making, you know, even if people are not having the exact thought process, it's making folks go like, what is it about a transforming toy that makes me happy, you know? And some Mm -hmm. folks are realizing that, like, I didn't actually need all of the qualities of a masterpiece toy to feel happy. It turns out I just needed, you know, a couple of those qualitative aspects. Oh, yeah. I hope that we yeah, can, I, in, like, in future, like, you know, not us, but, like, you know, the greater fandom, like, th- I really hope that, like, that kind of granular thought spreads and people start, like, assessing, like, what is it about mm-hmm. Earthrise Sunstreaker that satisfies me more than Masterpiece Sunstreaker and that it goes, you know, beyond he's cheaper and transforms faster and that, like, you know, we get more granular I, than that. Hey, that's literally the thought that made me go, you know what, I can do away with a lot of these masterpieces and I don't think it's going to upset me and... I did, and it hasn't upset me. Yeah, you know, it was literally it was literally that toy that did it too. Yeah, because like like I I just think thinking back to the some of the panels I've done that I really enjoyed doing for the thought process. It's like being able to identify like you know how how much do I need out of this? Like do, like do I get anything out of some of the high end ridiculously uh, intense transformation magic, or do I? It does turn out I just really want a Sunstreaker, you know, like the character yeah. Sunstreaker. And yeah, I, I hope that more people can 
It sounds like I'm saying people can't, and I'm not. I don't mean to come off that way. It's just I don't see it happen a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, uh, it, yeah, Cheetor. Um, I guess one of the questions I have about Cheetor is like all of those kingdom figures actually is just like in the side by side with their masterpiece counterparts where masterpiece beast wars is trying to do similar, but I think, you know, similar stuff, but with very different physical delivery because of what beast wars was like, it feels like the kingdom toys are very much stepping up and, and hitting a lot of those notes still like Cheetor that cheetah mode looks amazing. Like I, I still can't believe that he pulls it off. Mm-hmm. He's, is there anything like really hidden in the photography on that, or is it just like no, it's actually very good? I mean, not not really hidden or anything. Like, you, you, I mean, if you look around the toy, yes, you're going to see the spots of blue on the back of his legs, you know, mm. the parts that become the robot legs, and yeah, around the around the buttocks, like things are a little bit more broken up because that's where his robot mode knees are, and the tail comes off for a weapon and all that. Yeah, I mean, but there's I'd, no like, there's there's no like point where it's like, oh, that's that's just like half a robot hanging under his belly. Yeah, yeah. And I was gonna say also, who you know, we've all said that about Cheetor's buttock anyway. He's like a yeah, that that uh, Ultra Gear kid's got a real messy, real messy buttock. That Ian Corlett's got a real what? Hi, um, but yeah, Cheetor. Uh, anything else about him? That we uh, I wish he had one of his gut guns, and beyond that, no, I, I think he is spot on. And I didn't, I didn't even mean to say that. God. Oh, oh! Uh, I'm you know ashamed what? of myself right now. Why did I? Don't be ashamed, because "spot on" is a normal phrase in the English language, much like "jazzed," yeah. and yeah. <laughs> people are always going to want to say explosion. Like, oh. well, that's uh, okay. Man, remember, I'm going to talk about Warpath now. Remember Aaron? We're going to oh. move beyond this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how, okay. I'm just sitting over here typing a novel for work um, because <laughs> it never ends. Uh, well, Warpath, Warpath never, the minibot train never ends. Let me tell how is Warpath, uh, and, and is it weird that he's in, like, I got to ask with those deluxes, is it weird that Warpath is in the same wave? Like, does it, does it come off odd? I mean, if, oh, I mean, He's in there with it, it's a tank with that comes in the same wave as a cheetah, a spider, and a bone T Rex. Yes, it's odd. <laughs> does he does he feel like the same lion, I guess though? Like does he does he feel still like he's, you know, part of the same I mean, group of toys? Because the beast war the beast figures are so much more like, just like svelte and just just scrawny. Because mm. of what they are, because of the organic shapes and all that, he does feel like like he feels like an Earthrise leftover. Yeah, where everyone else has moved on to Kingdom. That's that's also been a very fascinating part of the whole weird uh, leaks rumors um, mess. Is the whole notion of like there are a whole bunch of toys that were designed for a line that are now in three other lines. And I and... yeah yeah, <laughs> which which that's kind of what I what I've been feeling like. Yeah. Like it definitely came off that way. It would be oh, interesting uh, if we could ever find out, but I'm not sure if we will. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Warpath I would qualify as okay. You know, mm. He is a screen-accurate Warpath. Uh, like he has two very nice-looking modes. He does come with uh, a couple of caveats that get on my nerves a little bit. One is the fact that he, 
he does have a chunk of vehicle that just becomes a shield. I uh, which, saw again, that. Yeah, I, back I, to my, I saw that. Back the... to my argument. Yeah, back to my argument of some characters don't look right with a shield, and Warpath would be one of them. Yeah, I, I saw that in a video, and I was like, because I, I believe it's, you know, not not to say it's like you know literally the same thing, but like third party Warpaths, some of them had shields because he was in the one episode with the time travel thing. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the way the shield worked on him in the Kingdom toy, I was kind of like, this this feels like again one of these weird reaches that people feel clever to identify but yeah it looked it didn't look all like, like it didn't look bad on him but in a video it didn't look like it helped to me yeah uh, so I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you where the shield gets more frustrating for me aside from like i hate just like taking spare parts and calling them a shield the transformation on the toy feels more complicated than it has to be mm-hmm. like i'm still remembering generations warpath which didn't make like the accurate tank mode, but it transformed extremely cleanly. Now, transforming this one, there's a lot of little panels and ways that things have to be twisted in a certain order that get that bug me a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, like, he doesn't, like, he feels a little flimsy going together because of all these little panels that you fold out and line up to get his halves to connect. And it feels flimsy because that shield is part of his structural integrity. Oh, like it's holding like it everything. Fits, yeah, it fits mm. on the underside of the front of the tank mode, and it pegs into two of those little panels that come together to complete the front end of the vehicle. So it it's a shaky portion of the transformation, and if you lose that shield, that's just going to be how he always is. That's not my favorite thing. I'm not going to say it sucks in like off the top of, of where I'm coming from. I want to mess with him still, but... Conceptually, that bums me out because I wouldn't mind that if there's a really ex. If, if it, how do I put this? If when I take the shield and put it in and it tabs across the entire underside, if I feel like three to five really good like things happening at the same time, like I can dig that kind of. It sounds mm-hmm. like that's not what you experienced. Uh, no, not necessarily. I, I might have to transform him again. Like right now, he's covered in bones, so I have not transformed him in a bit. Yeah, but like, uh, it, it just—it's when it's like it just feels like considering he is such a boxy character with such a boxy vehicle mode that it feels like he's doing more than he needs to in order to achieve that. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'm I'm fascinated to mess with him eventually. Um, but yeah, watching the watching the video, I noticed also like a lot of that panely stuff, and I was like, this this could be cool if all of it feels good, but. You know, I had that in that inhalation. <laughs> yeah, that little. Um, you said he's covered in bones, though. What's he been doing? Uh, mm. well, he's been uh, he's been uh, getting into the fossilizing. He's been getting into the bone zone. Yeah. Not yeah. going to the bone zone. He's gone to the bone zone. Kapow! <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> oh no! Please no! Boing! Paleo tracks. Paleo tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, oh, yeah. One one thing about paleo tracks. Did you find the sword? Yes, I found the sword. Okay, that's uh, so. PSA. I caught this off Twitter. Uh, paleo tracks has a sword that is almost about as buried under the package as you could bury something in a way where 
people have accidentally thrown it out. Um, so strip apart that whole box because there's a sword in there. Now, yeah. Now, I, yeah, I, I saw those photos and, and had a moment of scare because I am somebody that is apt to just pull out the plastic snip snip pitch. Now, well, now here's the thing in removing this toy from the box because there is no, you know, bubble anymore, mm-hmm. uh, you are. You're kind of required to kind of look around at like, uh, th- and that's something like something Kingdom does a lot. It's not just Paleo Trex. The accessories for the other figures were stuffed into the backside in that little cubby hole as well. Oh, okay. okay. So it's just something that you gotta you gotta make sure to add to the process. Is like look down yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not buried. Like to get the tray out, you're gonna pull out that area too. You just turn. You just turn the. The tray around and there it is okay. okay but uh yeah paleotrex is he i find him more fascinating than i do the previous like come apart figures that we have gotten is because the they're good, hmm? good i was just gonna say just because a the alt mode is so interesting and it actually works like it looks like a fossil that you know walking around on its own Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I'm surprised at how much I can just get out of it, considering it's a bunch of bones with some embellished parts. I, I was going to ask, like, if just aesthetically, bones falling apart is just easier to parse than machinery falling apart. I guess. Well, the idea for, like, the idea for like weaponizers was. They just, you know, you take them apart and build big weapons for these transformers. Uh, but you generally just, that generally leads you just building like big guns that hang off their shoulders or big missile launchers they hold in their hand. And that's not a whole lot different than what we normally get. Yeah. Like, uh, there's just something about the idea, like, oh, tear down these bones and like, you can use uh like his leg you, you could lay use his legs and his thigh and pelvis pieces and you combine it with a chest piece and make this double barrel cannon if you want or you can put all these other pieces together and make this massive bone axe yeah i Where mean it just yeah that, it just, sounds more yeah. interesting and i think it also just melee weapons inherently become more interesting like i think if like like with weaponizers right one of the first things you think of when you're trying to not just think of cannons is basically six gun because he makes a giant hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's a melee weapon based, you know, a melee mm-hmm. hand. And I do wonder if the weaponizers modulators had more inherent melee modes, if they would have been slightly more, I mean, I'm not going to say more engaging because some folks are digging the hell out of them, but I wonder if yeah. I would have been more connected with what they were doing. If there was you know, mean- a giant ax. Yeah, personally, I prefer the melee weapons just because I feel posing them is more interesting than than a gun figure. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like, a lot of them... You can lines, only gun so many ways. Yeah. I can point the gun, or I can well, point the gun, or I can yeah. hold the gun across me. Well, a lot of them also were like, okay, you get two shoes and a giant double-barrel backpack. And it's like, all yeah. right, yeah. so the pose is squat, because they're firing the backpack, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, but but the 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 shoes can also be thigh thickeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, honestly, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is, I mean, it's also just 
how many ways I can use it. Cause I can make a big sword out of it as well. I can, like I said, that there's a double barrel cannon or I can use those legs to extend the sword into like a lance, the big claw. Yeah. These big claws for his feet to use as well. There's just a lot more. There's a lot more to the imagination with mm. these. Whereas it just, I've just got these big blocks of robot with a weaponizer. Yeah. Then I'll say like that often just have a hole on a, on the end of a stick and it's like, yeah, it's a gun and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, you could, I'll, you know, someone will say it. You could fashion melee weapons out of the weaponizers and modulators easily, but yeah, it's like, it's one thing to, to just make it happen. It's another thing when it feels like there's some pointed intention, if that makes any sense. And like yeah. even even things like mm-hmm. just this you know this tail has a blade in it is like yeah that's that's pointedly intended to have sword like functions in you know the imagination play and like that there's little, little things like that it just like kind of sell me on an idea a little bit more um, yeah yeah like they're smart enough here that the pelvic bone of the dino mode is just a big axe blade hell yeah so you can immediately do a lot with that. That's like my pelvis. I just like pelvis. I like the word. But pelvic axe uh, is a is a cool place to store that kind of thing, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that leaves uh, black arachnia. Yeah. I've been seeing some cool stuff with people using that figure. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw someone who got her to hold uh, Alita 1 and RC, I think it was, on her T-Pose arms. And I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty metal. That's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Black Arachnia is kind of where she falls into that mini masterpiece kind of discussion. Oh, yeah. Really? Because she, she does seem to borrow quite a bit from the masterpieces, like, style and engineering. Mm-hmm. Now, she does come with a bunch more, like, notable undercarriage than the others. But I think yeah, her you, spider mode looks better, like <laughs> than the masterpieces. Because yeah. uh, yeah. the masterpiece, I need, look, I, I need, or go, go I need to give a couple more rounds with mine because I couldn't quite get like the thigh pieces to close up to to finish off the mode as as well as I think I should be able to. Well, let me let me give you some warning about because I have lost hours trying to perfect the masterpiece spider mode because I can, mm. you can see everything. You can see everything that's supposed to happen. However, yeah. every single, uh, I'll call it motion. Every, every bullet point in the spider modes ability to lock together and where a part goes, every bullet point potentially knocks another bullet point out of alignment. So when you, um, deal with one panel, whoop, that knocked another panel out of place. Got to go put that panel in place. All right, then put this panel, then put this... Oh, put in that panel, put two other ones that I didn't just mess with out of place. Okay, well, I'm mm-hmm. going to go and push this into alignment. Oh, got to add a little bit of pressure. Oh, I added a micron too much pressure. I just lost six bullet points. I have to start all over again. And that's yeah. the experience of Masterpiece Black Arachnia. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think this... I don't think Kingdom Black Arachnia is quite as bad as that. No, and and also but, all that work results in a spider mode that is like the path to get there was impressive, and in the end it's like I mean it's okay, but then I look at Kingdom's spider mode and I'm like, that looks about as okay, like yeah, 
Like it gets there a lot. It gets there faster, and it looks about as good as the masterpiece does. So, and all the best parts of the masterpiece spider mode are how animate her spider face is, which is a number of components that are completely separate from all of the jank. I could see someone on a custom level transplanting the masterpiece's spider face onto the kingdom one, just for the sake of like, even if it's just a pop on piece. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like it would be fine. Like. <laughs> Yeah, but no, like oddness of getting her into spider mode aside, she is really, really good. You know, once again, uh, because the engineering, she's the only figure that's missing a waist joint. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, you're you're golden. Everything is spot on proportions, good articulation. You know, everything on her looks good. Like I'm thrilled that they actually like two tone the gold on her face so her mouth stands out. Oh, nice. That's a yeah. That's a very that's a subtle touch they didn't have to go through, but they did. I appreciate it. Yeah, like I'm I'm very happy with the like her and the whole wave. I'm very happy with the. It's given me just really good vibes that like the the long term fan draw for that wave, the Beast Wars characters. It seems like they're just they're turning out well, um, mm-hmm. in a broad strokes way, and that's like that's all I wanted. <laughs> Now, I will say something weird about the figures is, like, they made a big deal out of those, like, uh, all, you know, possible future cards that come packed in with everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't get your character's card with the figure. I Yeah. Yeah, I kind of caught that. I feel like, um, this is not a problem, for, I think, for, for anyone listening to the podcast, but I feel like there are going to be lots more customer service calls and emails saying, Hey, I got the wrong card. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's, that's so, kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird t- quirk for that, that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. I got three Optimus primes and one black arachnia card. Ooh, I remember Optimus prime, man. They're digging deep on those. Huh? Oh boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> doing the bit. I'm doing the bit. That kind of, that's a shame. That, I think it, it's real bummer because, to me, that sh- that kind of collation of potential cards should have should have worked like Power of the Primes. Like, yeah, give me the potential futures of the character, and let's go with the, like for something that in the end is like there's going to be collectors who just recycle those cards without even looking at them. So mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's that also is why Ho- it doesn't matter. Something- <laughs> Hopefully some exchange will pop up so that people that want to get a set can get a set. That happened without with Power having of the Primes. To, so I think without having to get lucky on things. So yeah, or at least that we get like a good, a good, you know, eventually a, an archive of what all the cards are. Uh, mm-hmm. How's the sticker peel part? Like, is that just a one-time do? Because I know there were folks who got advance boxes who were like, "I'm peeling the sticker up and then putting it back down." Like, is there any I mean, real? There is. It does retain some tackiness. So, like, you could just like pull it back and then put it right back on. Uh, and I like. I don't think it's enough to call it like a sticker. Like here, I'm gonna put it like, bam, like right, you know, like on the side of my desk or something. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, but if if you just wanted to peel it, see what the future was, and then put it back down, I'll yeah, I think you'd get away with that. But otherwise, like it's it's just kind of a piece of card packaging. Like, you're yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's just like a thin little plastic layer. Okay, 
I like pulling the thin plastic layer off of, you know, electronics and stuff, so I'm kind of down with it. It does uh, it does have that feel to it. I would appreciate it if eventually Hasbro would sell me for 10 bucks just like a box of 500 of those so I could just peel cards whenever I want to. Um that would be kind of fun. But it sounds like uh, Kingdom Deluxe Wave 1 is kind of a resounding success for the most part, other than Warpath just being kind of, you know, there. That's the way I'd put it anyway. Um, What have I got going on over here? I've been thinking about Kingdom so much. I'm. Oh, by the way, anything else you want to say about uh, Kingdom Wave 1 Deluxes? Uh, I think I'm good there. All right. Uh, I got some Cyberverse. Um, I actually can close the chapter on Cyberverse now. Thanks again to Matt McNally, because uh, so, some of them started showing up at winners here in Canada. I got Cyberverse Deluxe Bumblebee, who I hadn't gotten this whole time, and Cyberverse Deluxe Thunderhowl. Um, and uh, by virtue of that, I now have Cyberverse Deluxe Macadam. So I'll start with Macadam. Uh, I love this. Uh, he's <laughs> astonishingly posable, all things considered. That torso joint does so much work. Like, it's got so mm. much range. Uh, all the joints also feel delightful. Like, they feel... The ball joint... They're all ball joints, but they feel so good. I hope that doesn't go away. Um, and, and also, the sculpt has a really just excellent um, stance. Like, when he's just standing there with all the limbs, you know, arranged thusly, he's got a natural curve to his spine, and he looks imposing, and you can put him in some hella cool poses. Like, this McAdam is awesome. I love this. Maybe it's just the build-up, but, like, he's he satisfies in person. Like, this is a cool little figure. Um, I'm, I am kind of bummed out they're not doing another build-a-figure. Uh, but, you know, I'm also just amazed they're even doing more deluxes in the first place. Um... Going over to Bumblebee. I've heard Bumblebee described as the best in the line. I see it. He's very good. I don't know if I like him the most, but I really like him. Transformation's really good. The robot mode is very uncompromised. Uh, Posability feels alright. I like the accessories. He is definitely... I think he would probably be the best of the line if one were just to recommend one Cyberverse Deluxe. He kind of hits a lot of notes, and you don't have to preface a lot of stuff about him. Like, even ones I kind of like a little bit more, uh, you got to say stuff like, you know, RC, the backpack's part of the show model, so it's not really a problem. Or, you know, uh, I like I like Hot Rod a lot, but it's like, yeah, Hot, Hot Rod's pretty cool. He kind of looks like they forgot to paint most of them, so bear that in mind. You know, like, Bumblebee <laughs> just hits it. Um, Optimus and Megatron I really like, but the, they have the potential to have horrific joint tolerances if you get unlucky. So, you know, Bumblebee just, just works. Uh, Thunder Howl, um, TJ, your description and also, uh, Matt's descriptions of him, like, kind of, I was like, how is this going to go? Thunder Howl is a toy that you buy for the transformation, in my opinion. Uh, that transformation is incredibly unique. Uh, it, it, it is, like, really setting a new bar for having a quadrupedal beast mode turn into a bipedal robot with two arms. Like, holy moly. Like, even though it was described to me by two separate people, there were parts of that transformation where I was just like, wait, I do what? Uh, mm-hmm. And, and honestly, it is kind of hard to describe. Like, you know, we, we've done our best, but 
it is it is kind of you got to see it happen like <laughs> the sword storage holy crap <laughs> when i realized where the sword goes i was like okay yeah yeah okay um the the one thing i'll say to temper it slightly is that i think the transformation is the best part of the figure his two modes are not bad they're just not like really amazing to me and the robot mode has a little bit less articulation than I would have liked. And the beast mode has a slightly gigantic head. Uh, so I, I feel like his two modes are like either or. Neither of them are as impressive as the journey between the t- each mode. So that's a, it's a figure you want to pick up when you know you're going to actually mess with it, is what I would say. In some ways, I feel like neither he nor Ultra Thunder Howl are better than one or another. I think they both collectively become a good Thunder Howl. I kind of wish somehow they could have been mushed together into being the same toy. I really wish Thunder Howl was a Voyager. I think that a lot of my, you know, cons on him are from the realities of being a deluxe. Um... So if he had somehow been a Voyager with the girth and the shapes of the Ultra and the engineering of the Deluxe, oh boy. Uh, regardless, though, I do recommend him a lot. Uh, like, it's just he's not a figure that's going to be as engaging an action figure as the other Deluxes. Although, I really like how, even though his shield doesn't have the, the, the U-hook peg, you can just fold his, his wrist down. And, you know, as long as you don't look back there, it's like, yeah, he's holding the shield the proper way. Uh, so Thund- Thunder Howl, boy, that, that was just a lovely surprise, even though I knew it. I, even though I already knew what the cool part was, it was still a lovely surprise. Uh, if you like transforming toys, like, yeah, Thunder Howl is worth the experience. Uh, TJ, like, I, I genuinely think it is kind of hard to just verbally describe what's going on in there, even if you do it accurately. It's like... <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, like as I was trying to explain that toy, I was like, how how do I even talk about how that torso works? Yeah, it's like, it's not even like the torso... Like, one could say, yeah, the torso splits open. It's like, okay. It's like, but, but it doesn't just split open. Like, yeah. a lot of stuff that no Transformer has ever tried to do in my recent memory starts happening. And it's not, like, mind-blowing concepts. It's all just very unique. Like, the fact, yeah, the mm-hmm. torso splits open in four layers, kind of. Yes. <laughs> and then when when someone says, what do you mean by that? I say, uh, until I could just show you, I don't think I can describe it any better. <laughs> He has a four-layered torso that splits open like a banana peel twice and and wraps around the sword once. Also, there's a sliding bar that's also a hinge that Yeah. And uh and also the the axes of his shoulders and hips rotate 90 degrees in the Z axis. And then they're like, what does that mean? And it's like, honestly, it's quite straightforward when you just see it in person. I don't know how to describe it any better. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's so, so cool. I really hope some of that stuff makes, like, I really hope some of that torso stuff makes its way into Kingdom something. I don't know what, but Kingdom something. It feels like it could answer a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of roadblocks in pulling off some kind of beast mode. Uh, 
just the way it reshapes it. So yeah, like like TJ, like I think you'd said, the wolf doesn't look like the robot is on all fours. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know how else you really go any deeper than that. It's just, yeah, really cool stuff. Um, so Cyberverse Deluxe is, uh, as a line, I love it. I kind of laid into Starscream a little bit in our last recording. I still think, I still think they kind of went complicated in the wrong directions on him, but I'm still going to get him because uh, like the worst thing I've had to say about a Cyberverse Deluxe is like Shockwave could have been more amazing and I felt like made some safe choices uh, in a in a price point where he didn't have to make safe choices. Like those are my critiques for the most part. Like, you know, if I get really technical, it's like, yeah, they're not like as solid necessarily as Generations Deluxes, blah, blah, blah. But for what I want, it's like, you know, I'm going to still collect all those Cyberverse Deluxes. Now that I've messed with Bumblebee, do Windblade or I'm going to friggin' be mad. Like, <laughs> you cowards. Like, <laughs> there should be a Windblade to go with that Bumblebee. If there is a Soundwave to go with that Rodimus, there should be a Windblade to go with that Bumblebee. Full stop. No excuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that Prowl, he's fine. Uh, by the way, apparently they've already been found in the wild, too. Holy crap, the turnaround on those. Uh, I haven't looked Why at any footage always, of them. It's always Cyberverse that does that. I Yeah, I think it's just because the, you know, the Hasbro PR model, especially as it's had to adjust for a pandemic world, is like, it makes the, how do I put this? It makes an assumption that is not the wrong assumption, that if, if PR resources got to go into something, it's not Cyberverse. And it's like, I get it. You know, that mm-hmm. doesn't not make sense. I think that's horrifically cynical. <laughs> but silver lining, it is kind of nice that Cyberverse is in this perpetual state of like, I actually don't know if it's done anymore. Uh, and maybe fingers crossed, enough of us have been yelling about it that it shouldn't have been finished off yet, that maybe it won't be it won't be finished yet. Who knows? Um but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited to find those new Cyberverse Deluxes now. I, w- I want it all. Uh, Aaron, any other Transformers on your end? Not that I've opened. All right. TJ, anything they're, they're else? still a healthy chunk sealed. Still a healthy chunk field, did you say? Chunk sealed. Oh, I thought, I thought you were calling the unopened toys a chunk field, and I was like, that's a pretty cool... No. <laughs> I'd call it a chunk field. Um, TJ, anything else Transformers on your end? Um, I've got a few things I haven't opened yet. Um, is it a chunk field? Th- Kinda. All right. Um, <laughs> I I have I have one batch that I think bears mentioning even unopened. Hmm. Because uh, there was a toy store that opened up five minutes down the road from me. I saw you tweeting oh, about I it. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be there a lot. That, but that's me. To... That's me. Whenever I'm back on the West Coast with Cherry Bomb Toys. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, what stuck out to me was behind the counter there is there was a wall of sealed Beast Wars toys. Come to Saw find out, this photos. guy. Found, come to find out, this guy has a full set of the Rock Bubble release. Who? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I saw. I saw that and. And had to wipe drool from the corner of my mouth. I was gonna say, did that activate some of old Aaron? Did that activate some of variant card uh, a, Aaron? A little, a, a little bit. I, <laughs> I've seen both sets of those cards sit next to each other a couple times, and oh, 
No, uh, I, I didn't have the heart to break that set. Because there's no way I can afford it yeah. to get all of them. How many kidneys do you have? L- less than three. He yeah. is a human. So <laughs> well, what you do is you go get yourself some kidneys, then you sell those kidneys. I think if you're going to just get kidneys, they've already been sold. Well, okay, so, well, you know, yeah. if you if you mug a kidney thief, then take all of their kidneys and then sell them to whoever buys kidneys. <laughs> yeah, I guess you... Man, man, rock bubbles. I and you know what kills yeah. me? I distinctly recall shredding rock bubbles when I was a kid. Mm. If and yeah. I don't, I don't say this about a lot of toys, G one toys, whatever, whatever. If there's one thing I wish I could tell myself, like, hey, maybe it cut the bubble, because at that point I know I still, I I know when Beast Wars Wave one came out, I had just started to tamp to to kind of mess with the idea of cutting a bubble open. If I could just get the message mm-hmm. to, to little me, it's like, hey, kid, cut those rock bubbles. Just trust me on this. <laughs> so do you want to explain that to to non-old people? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what the rock bubbles are? <laughs> I thought you meant like cutting a bubble, and I was like, I think I think no. they know what a knife is. Um, yeah, so original wave of Beast Wars um, deluxes uh, had a kind of rocky, craggly-shaped bubble on the card. And there was only I think it was only for the first wave. For the first shipment, no, yeah, yeah, it's just a, it was just the first shipment of them. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, the first, first shipment, shipment of the first wave. And then on the second shipment, they had already changed it to a like regular bubble. I mm-hmm. forget if there was ever a stated reason that wasn't just an educated guess. Because I, I, the later bubbles kind of more closely followed the, sh- oh, excuse me, hiccups, the shape of the eye okay. on the back of yeah. the card. On, also, the, on the card art yeah. itself. Also, of course, it's going to be a lot cheaper to produce a generic round bubble than to make a form-fit rock for every single figure. Yeah, yeah. Because each of them had their own. Like Dinobot had a more a triangular tr- shape bubble yeah. than you know Cheetor that had a a shorter bubble. Tarantulas had a wider bubble. Yeah, I, I was going to say like the educated guess is like. You know, not non for um, what's the word I'm looking for? Non uniform packaging is going to be more expensive. Uh, weird shaped bubbles, you know, can also get crunched easier. Um, there's lots of reasons why they would probably move to a uniform bubble shape, but yeah, those those rock actually, bubbles are... actually the weird shapes would be stronger structurally. Oh, really? I want to say, yeah, they'd show that they'd be less like a, a round thing will pop out better. But those rigid shape, those more angular shapes are going to be more rigid. Hmm. Physics. We just need to get some Rock Bubble Beast Wars and do some durability tests. <laughs> yeah. If only we had a story that we still haven't talked about yet that yeah. te- talked about durability tests and it's almost midnight. Yeah. We got to move on. We got it going. Yeah. We're good at yeah. this. No, no, I was going to mention, I did walk out with, uh, who did I walk out with? Uh, Man Terror, Cyber Shark, Snapper, and Polar Claw. Oh, it's all such good mm. stuff. I actually had a weird dream about buying Man- Polar Claw. Man Terror was my first Beast Wars toy. Ooh. Man Terror was the, was the first one I skipped when I, for one year, thought, ah, this Beast Wars thing maybe isn't for me. I was a little kid. Uh, I never got a Man Terror after that. I still want one. <laughs> I might have gone. I can't remember. That's good stuff, though. That's good stuff. Um, 
All right. Well, uh, as Aaron said, we do have a couple little things here. Uh, I do. I'm going to speed us through. One of them I am going to speed us through because I, I actually had no intention of us like going super deep on it. Um, so I'm just going to hit it. Uh, so this is a whole weird story. There's people who have leaks that they've been able to dole out here and there throughout that. We've talked about it before. I don't usually cover it on here because usually it is, uh, on the whole, generally accurate, but weird, like capsules of text describing the imagery of things that can't be shared. And I feel like at a certain point, how does a podcast talk about that in a way that's satisfying for the host, i.e. me? Um, and some, sometimes they're also like, things that don't make sense until after the fact yeah without a picture it's kind of like well i get because at a certain point we just start imagining what it looks like and then like oh there'll be a there'll be a uh an animal in the upcoming line that might be yellow and it's like okay so cheetor uh, okay cheetor probably and then we'd sit there and saying then, well, and how then it turns out to be cheetor? like <laughs> yeah and then it turns out to be like no it's rhinox but they painted them like the one flash in one scene ha 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 well, that didn't happen yet. Uh, but the other day, uh, someone made a burner account saying they were drunk and were just going to leak everything. Uh, I didn't keep up with that thread super tightly. But basically, the end of it, I got tweeted by uh, Black Hawk Omega, um, who said, I know rumors aren't the most reliable, but a massive amount of leaks rumors hit TFW and me and another user compiled them all into a list. That's where I was like, okay, we can talk about this because... Blackhawk Omega has a post that is just a bulleted list of stuff, so I can just read it off, and then I figure we can all just say, what's the thing that sounds neat to you or makes you say, oh, huh? So I'm just going to blast through this. Commander Class Rodimus Prime. 2021 sublines are Buzzworthy Bumblebee for Target and Shattered Glass for Pulse. Shattered Glass includes Jetfire, Megatron out of the Earth, Rise Mold, Starscream, and Goldbug. Buzzworthy includes 77 Bumblebee and Barricade Reissue MPMs, Cybertronian Mode, Possible G1 version, and Animated Bumblebee. Amazon 2-packs of Earth Mode Mirage, Beast Wars 2 Skywarp from Air Razor, and Earth Mode Sideswipe, Beast Wars Grimlock from Dinobot. Walgreens exclusive Earth Mode Red Alert. Someone fell asleep when I said that. 2022 is a mix of G1, War for Cybertron Leftovers, Beast Wars, and other continuities. Tarantula's getting a new mold. Uh, Kingdom Megatron into Rexy for Jurassic Park. Ger Generation Selects includes Earth Mode Deep Cover, Toy Galvatron, Transmutate from Paleotrex, Road Rage T-Rex, Artfire G2 Ramjet, Sweeps and Junkions are coming, could be for Studio Series or Selects, Bumblebee Movie Seekers, I mean, they, we've seen the Starscream, so it's assumed. Uh, Armada figures are coming, but no specifics. All five Dinobots happening, because there's the whole thing about Leader Slug before in Voyager Swoop. Titan class may be coming to an end after the Kingdom Arc robot in favor of two commanders a year at 100 bucks instead of 80. Possible Red Metroplex. Super, um, SS86 uh, Starscream with remodeled shoulders, wings, shoulders, and it takes her bigger cape crown included. Voyager Rekgar. Glyph and Tap Out from ER. Cliff Jumper, originally leaked for Galactic Odyssey, might be moved to another line. Armada Optimus is in the same situation as Arms Micron Breakdown. Budget reasons. More G1 reissues coming. Netflix Barricade Deep Cover and Seeker, part of a sparkless gimmick, as well as Alicon. Spoiler Box is Siege Voyager with purple Paleotrex repaint. Possible Cyberverse Dinobots? Studio Series Mudflap and Skids more likely than DevCon Galvatron, both of which have been deconfirmed. Pulse will have a small stock of Target, Walmart, and etc. exclusives. So there's your, um, whatever for the next hundred years of, uh, of news. So, uh, Aaron, uh, what, what, all that, what kind of makes you go, huh? kind of grabs you what sticks out uh the huh was really uh the one that the biggest one that stood up to me um in the word vomit method that you just used there <laughs> um is losing titan class 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, and it's I and it's more a hug that like I it it's like it's a, not a surprise. Like it's okay. I I wasn't expecting that, but it's not a surprise. Yeah. I think that especially with the loss of Toys R Us, there's no. In the U.S., sorry, in the United States, with the loss of Toys R Us, there's no toy retailer that will consistently take $100 plus things yeah, that aren't yeah. very, very specific. Your best bet like, is GameStop, even, and even then. Even, like, Lego at Walmart tops out at a certain point. Yeah. And yeah. Lego at Walmart will get into maybe the 110 120 range. But no further than that. Um, we were looking for the um, Mandalorian, um, the Razorcrest, mm-hmm. um, because I knew that they were on Walmart.com. Because of course it can be on an online store, but like they just, it just wasn't in stores at all, and it was like just at the other side of that range. Um, so I don't think that you'd you'd have any stores that would consistently carry that. And even for the commanders, there's only like Target occasionally has them. I mean, it's where I got my jet fire, but that was like I specifically had to go ask someone. I don't know if I did see shelf space for them, um, but never there on the shelf, which means that they probably turned real quick. And Myers in town again, Walmart. I don't think I've ever seen carry commander classes. I also think um, the the character palette is yeah. more engaging for both designers and fans on a commander class. Like it feels yeah. like it's just a win win generally. Yeah, Titan just gets too big. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have storage bins that when stuff finally cycles out of the desk floor fiddle rotation that things go into and. Unless it's like my the the Mondo Big Bin that I'm never really going to want to move once it's full of plastic, I fit one Titan in there, and then in some sort of like yoga pose, and then try and stuff other stuff around it. Titans are just big for big sake. Well, I think that yeah. and, I think that and, with- and hopefully. Hopefully, with Unicron, they're just getting it all out of the system for a while. I think the thing about Titans. Um- it's like you know, uh, on a, on just a, the objective of levels, I can say it is. It seems like it's 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 taken it's taken over five years to figure out how to get a Titan to be an engaging action figure experience, as opposed to an engaging playset experience. And when the mm-hmm. Titans are aimed primarily at the teen up collector for the lines that they're in. I think that like Omega, like Triptychon, Omega Supreme, and Scorponok were were the th- they were the true Titan, you know, gemstones. Uh, I I think that with them, you know, having achieved that, it w- really the only other place to go is like, do we redo Fort Max and Metroplex better now that we right. we've gotten over them? And uh, yeah, it, it, I, like given that they have just put up a reissue of, of Titan Devastator on Pulse. I feel like that's the future of Titan class is that also not everyone was able to get every Titan. Like speaking for myself, since I didn't jump at it on retail, I have no idea how easy it will be for me to get a hold of um, Omega Supreme or Scorponok. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that as event reissues, 
that's kind of that seems like a sensible place for Titans to exist. Like, this is not only a rumor; it's a rumor that says maybe, but. Yeah. Commanders, like, especially having messed with Jetfire and, and Skylinks, both commanders, they feel like they hit the high points of Titan class with very few of the inherent downsides on both the artistic mm-hmm. and non-artistic levels. So uh, and it seems as sensible. A, as a note, that Devastator is in pre-order and sold out as a pre-order on Hasbro Pulse. Yeah, because uh, I, I I believe I recall from other insider chat from a different era of insider chat that like not I mean not only was Metroplex a risk, but the moment a Titan class figure shelf warms, that's a a notable loss in in the yeah. like notable not in the form it threatens a company, just notable in that it's not good that that happened for a company mm-hmm. perspective. Having made to order somewhat made to order pre orders on Titan reissues that sell out instantly is a better look probably that also encourages people like me, you know, if they ever put up like a siege Omega pre-order, uh, I'd be like, well, I guess I got to f- figure out a way to run towards that because it, you know, it's, it might sell out really fast or something, something like that. Uh, so yeah, that, that seems like a reasonable rumor. Um, it, and it doesn't seem like it would be the end of the world either. Um, cause yeah, commanders have been fun. Um, I think the idea of a red Metroplex is pretty funny. Uh, I I got a feeling that that would be approximately the same parts count as a Titan Metroplex anyway. So unless a red mm-hmm. Metroplex was a little bit shorter than what I'm thinking, like that seems a little that seems more like something that might be on a whiteboard, but like a liter size red, maybe. Like, that seems it's like such a big maybe though. That feels like let's see how red does in its first year. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I see. I see some of those things, like the anything that basically was like possible on there. I see those as being like the thing that you keep up in the top corner of the whiteboard. Yeah, like these are the, these yeah. are the ideas that like that they, you've got the like donor race written around it. Like these are things that we're keeping up there, but we're not moving down to the actual whiteboard to really work. Like I, I would I would assume any of those as far as how the insiders hear about them, it would be like you know guy I know told me they're thinking about this. I'd put them on the same level as, uh, as at a at a botcon perhaps where perhaps Hasbro folks said yeah we're thinking about a power core Omega Supreme, which never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's roundabout but also after asked about it, and the, that's just the response to get the creepy guy away. No, no, the, that Omega Supreme, <laughs> I remember very specifically, like, that was brought up on the Hasbro side, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, that that came from the folks at the table. Um, But th- that was also over seven years ago, I believe. No, that was over nine years. When was Power Core? Uh, a very long time ago. <laughs> don't ask me to remember Power Core. <laughs> that was an incredibly long time ago. Um, TJ, what's the thing that stands out to you out of all this mush? Um, because there's two lists. There's one that just like breaks down literally every nugget, and then there's all of this. It's the stuff that we're actually getting. Oh, right. There's a Dinobot Nuva list link that wasn't there the first time I looked at this. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because that mentions like collaborative lines and things they've tried for and couldn't license, etc. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Ninja Turtles party wagon thing. Like that was never going to happen, but that's interesting that anyone would. <laughs> fun they tried. It's fun to know they tried. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to know what that trying even was. Like, like was did that, that get email? Past, like, like <laughs> intern lawyer email. Hey, 
Playmates, I know y'all are perpetually about to die, so y'all want to do a Transformer? Like, is that the email? You guys got you guys got that Toidles thing on lockdown, right? Would you want to do something? No, I mean, no, we're, we're no Hasbro. Hasbro, you know the one with the smile in hey, the lo- no, mates, not Amazon. Amazon hey, also mates, has we, a smile in the logo. We know we're outselling you on generally every level, so you want to come up on the mountain for a second, get a payday before you you impl- like, it Was the tone the tone wasn't I, like I can literally I can literally hear someone at at, at Playmates going, <laughs> "No, we, we you can't do Ninja Turtles. It's literally all we have. It's all we we've already licensed it out to two people, and one of them's NECA, and that's been a disaster. So we." <laughs> As far as I heard, the NECA Turtle stuff is... Actually, no. I was about to say I heard it was fine, but I know also that I heard some folks had stuff already break out of that, too. Never mind. Never mind. All I know about NECA Turtle stuff is they did they did Belly Krang, and every scalper ever apparently bought it, and no one's actually found it for themselves. That's a whole other... Whatever. Yeah. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I got the Super Shredder. Super Shredder's not... All right. Um, no, what stands out from me here right now is probably... There's a bunch of things that stick out. Uh, what sticks out the most is that we are apparently getting a Tarantulas. Mm-hmm. And there's still no plan to finish out that first year worth of characters. Like, no like no slate for Inferno or Pterosaur. Mm-hmm. Which, when you get so far into, like, Season 1 Beast Wars cast, seems, like, kind of stunning that you would just stop with two to go. That's like who made it to. I was about to say who made it to season two, but I think Inferno is probably also. I would assume if Inferno truly is off the pitch, it's he's too weird a shape. I guess. Uh, I mean, not really. Like, not really, they're going to upscale but... Cheetor to make Tigatron. You could do the same thing with Waspinator. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that also also is like, what's Waspinator look like? <laughs> Uh, it just it just strikes me as weird, like because, like, oh, Inferno. I might. (laughs) What? I saw a bullet point on Dinobot Nuva's list under Tarantulas. Result of profitability indicators on Kingdom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, you know, I bet there probably are more Tarantulas fans than there are Pterosaur fans. They're they're Philistines, but yeah. (laughs) I mean, but Inferno is like a. Well remembered character because he's he's zany, he's insane, you know, like he's quotable. Yeah. Uh like it but also I could see Hasbro going, you know, we tried him twice and it shelf warmed forever. I, I also think he inherently is a is a Voyager, and I suspect it's a lot harder to make a Voyager inherently a lot harder to make a Voyager happen than a deluxe. Oh yeah. Um that's just educated guess. Yeah. But like Terrorsaur, like I could imagine how they would do that on the cheap. Like, I could see how you could re-engineer Air Razor into that body st- shape. I still feel like that's, that's if it's not written down somewhere, that's still got to be on someone's mind as a possible reshell somewhere down the road, yeah. like in, in like, 2022 mm-hmm. or something. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's just, it's weird to me, especially because, like, Tarantulas does need a completely new mold. You could, mm-hmm. you could adapt existing stuff for pterosaur and inferno and that would be cheaper we've seen hasbro do that over the years to cut costs but they're going with tarantulas who's ground up mm-hmm. it just 
I don't know. Like maybe it's just like personally frustrating to me. It's just like because I would, as a Beast Wars fan, I want as much as I can get, and just just go, uh, no, 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 we're stopping now. I, I would, I would take some solace in the whole thing of like possible more of everything from 2021 in 2022. Like to me, that's that's enough of a mush space where it's like. What's the f- if they sit there like okay we got room to do some more Beast Wars what's the first thing we're gonna do eh, let's who, who else was in season one like that that just feels like a conversation that could happen so you know mm-hmm. it's not gonna be super soon but it feels like it would be um you know potentially in the future and I, I am also gonna say right now this this thought process I'm vocalizing yes this may well be the thought process that some folks use to come up with with quote unquote leaks like educated guesses uh. My understanding is a lot of the leaks being reported on are coming from a place of slightly more concrete nature that is like some kind of weird clandestine alcoholism, something or other. No, the alcoholism is how they just like get dumped out. Uh, (laughs) um, Well, for me, this is a little bit boring. The main thing that stuck out to me is like, hey, I hope that happens was where they said they're going to do more Earth modes for Siege characters who don't have Earth modes yet because... As much as it is an inefficient form of collecting, I actually really dig the retool um, Cybertronian mode, Earth mode thing uh, in this trilogy. Um, there's a certain uh, a, cer- a certain brainwave it hits in me that like makes me satisfied to have like Cybertronian prowl and Earth mode prowl next to each other. Yeah, because there there is a there is this little section in in like the fandom where it's like I want the Cybertronian modes. That we never got, but mm. they're gonna be sim- but they should be similar. They should be. So like to have those two toys, like this is Cybertron, this is Earth, and they look the same. They're basically the same toy. But it is the proper is the proper direction to take it in. Yeah. Like they should be identical because it's the same character. And, and absolutely, if if because I've seen a lot of folks go like, I feel like I'm just buying the same toy twice. And it's like, you're not wrong. And, and like, it's, it's not like an objectively perfect approach to this. It's just like, have now that I own some Earthrise and Siege characters in both forms, I really like looking at the two of them as like, you know, there's something about it that, that, that is like slightly magical to my baby brain. Uh, so, you know, just even if it is just like it's Mirage and it's Lambos getting Earth mode uh, reshells deployed th- in the coming year. It's like no, that's cool because like I love I love Siege Mirage a lot, and I would like to have a Siege Mirage that is not like as weird looking uh, to go with all the Earthrise folks I've got now. Um, if the question is begged of like was Siege a, a way to get a bunch of people to buy toys before the ones they actually wanted, I would say that's not an inaccurate statement necessarily. <laughs> Uh, I think that had I known, I could have held off on a lot of Siege and probably gotten a lot of it cheaper um, from regret sell- sales down the road. But, you know, whatever. Um, the, the, the one, I'll, I'll throw in a second one just because, like, I, it is interesting that it's still floating around in there. It's it's neat that there is a bullet point about that Armada Optimus still. Like, that, that thing that, like, I wonder if Takara Tomy is like, yeah, we we showed it. And I guess we showed it to just figure out if anyone cares. <laughs> uh, it's a shame if that poor design is, is really trapped in such a limbo. Um, anyway, that's all those leak things. Uh, oh, the other one, you know, we kind of saw it and we joked about it. But yeah, Buzzworthy Bumblebee as an entire subline. Uh, as long as it's not like purely repacks, 
that seems interesting. The the repack debut of it, boy, was that a news item that popped up that made me yeah. go like, oh boy. The one <laughs> like the one that stood out was the mention that we're getting animated Bumblebee in that line. Yeah, maybe. Hey, like, maybe we finally get non-metallic uh, hydro whatever Bumblebee. Hydro dive. Yeah, hydro dive. Maybe yeah. he'll finally show up again. Not gonna hold my breath if I'm being honest. Yeah, because like there's but... yeah, because like the way like with the way budgets change, there's no way they're just you know reissuing that deluxe Bumblebee. Yeah, and then Hydro Dive Bumblebee. My question is like because he's from over a decade ago now, is that a toy that is possible to produce without the entire Hydro Dive accessory? I owning the toy previously, I don't remember any. Like plastic colors, they seem to share. Yeah, it's just like I'm. I'm curious if the if the the steel molds from back then would like you know they like if they would have accounted for the idea of like only using the bumblebee parts or not, or like if that wasn't even Wait. on the table. Also, so it sells bumblebees. I'm sure they wouldn't mind gating off those extra parts. Yeah, or or modifying a mold like if that's if that's more feasible now, given how many G1 toys got resurrected. And then, you know, the 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 equation and, and you know, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, the give and take on whether it's worth doing that for an animated Bumblebee. Yeah, you know, I'm curious what what Buzzworthy does. I, I'm I'm happy if it sounds like it's not just repacks, because, like, especially the car shatter in Buzzworthy was such a bummer. It's like the repack. That was all under Buzzworthy, right? Like the, the sh- car shatter, the World War II Bumblebee. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. all the worst studio series deluxes related to Bumblebee getting. They, they, men- they mentioned the helicopter drop kicks coming back too. I'm like, why? Oh boy! Like that's <laughs> like I genuinely don't think that's a bad toy, but no one bought it. No, and and everyone like like I feel like of the two helicopters, it's like more people bought drop kick, and so like maybe just do drift against. <laughs> Maybe I'm just being selfish because I missed Drift and I didn't realize I was missing him when I passed on him the first time and I kind of kind of want that Drift now. Um, anyway, uh, leaks! Hopefully we get some photos of stuff someday so we can uh, have some more concrete opinions. Uh, there's also a HasLab Unicron update where uh, they were just they were banging a box around a whole bunch. Um, the big thing of this, I think, that was news was, at least from what I could tell, it was a lot of people realizing how big that box is next to a human. Um, yeah, there's a human standing on the box in one of those videos. Yeah, a lot of people having that moment of realization of like, oh, that's coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm happy they're doing updates like this. Also, it looks like, as as has been reported, that they've tweaked the colors a little bit on Unicron. Um, I did notice some people going like, but the wings are still different than the other parts of him that are yellow. My memory of Unicron, just as an image in my mind, is of his wings being a different shade than the rest of his body. So I don't see how that's a problem myself. That's what my gut feel is as well. Yeah, I I don't feel like that's actually wrong. Hang on. Hang on. In my head, that's wrong. Well, two to one. I mean... (laughs) Listen, two people on a podcast to one person on the same podcast. Hasbro's got to listen to us. We're... I mean, I'm look like I'm looking at screen caps of the movie now. They're the same color. 
I'm gonna look. I think it's also that his wings were always able to get like glowified. That like they're not. Oh yeah. I think, well, no. Wait, that's a Dan Canna photo. I, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think because I think because the movie had that super reflective style to the art. Those thin bits just looked a lot brighter. Yeah. Okay. I see on the screen cap yeah. now. Like okay, they. It's weird. They are the same color as his body. On the toy, the wings are colored like his shading, and the body is colored like his highlights. <laughs> Which also might be making me not mind it, really. Uh, well, at the end of the day, my mind's eye is all that matters to me, so I'm okay with it. I I wouldn't be mad if they also changed him to be yellow, I guess. Like, <laughs> um, The other thing I saw was a lot of folks saying that there's a lot of hollow bits in the wings. I can't deny that, although I wonder if that is also... Not not like, among other things, if that is a weight consideration. Um, yeah, you. Like, I mean, those... that's going to be so. That's like that's a spot where in engineering you're bumping between manufacturability because those is one part with little mushroom peg style clips from segment to segment are going to be much easier to manufacture than like if they were either hollow and two-part or solid one-part things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like, should say it wasn't like like instead of that. Oof. Um, right. But I, I think that given their size and that they are wings that inherently are supposed to be able to flourish a little bit, having them not be really heavy probably also is a boon. Or not mm-hmm. be... not. I'm going to say not really heavy. I'm going to say as heavy. I assume they're still pretty heavy. Although, I mean, I'm looking at other images. It's not like it's a... Like a a clamshell pl- or a uh, like an extruded plastic piece. Some of the the earlier photos of them sh- definitely show like depth and texture to the hollow parts. I, I'll, I'll as it were. I'll add in my editorial opinion that I also thought the critique of the wings looking hollow was something where I had to stare at the photo for a minute because I was like, "What on earth are you talking about?" And- <laughs> Because it, to me, looks more like texture than it does missing plastic. Uh, again, my mind's eye image being of the wings when they're all, like, bubbly with light and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like if someone's going to say, does this look better or worse than the third-party Unicron whose name changed... Cell. His name changed a bunch of times. Uh, it's like, Cell, in a lot of ways, looks better. Um, Cell is also not as large and... Having talked to people who have Cell, it sounds like his transformation is not fun, I guess, is the way I would put it. Which I found disappointing, because to me, Cell looked like he was going to have a fun, chunky transformation. And people who I've talked to who own Cell implied to me that while there are neat bits, a lot of the transformation is not all that fun. Uh, I believe it was partly having to hold the toy in midair for a long period of time. That was a problem. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be interesting once this figure is out and folks who have both can do the big comparisons and we can have the big fights and about how they all are supposed to be 24 inches and not 18 inches or whatever the hell that nonsense is. But uh, I'm still I'm still thinking this looks really cool. Like, you know, he has a lot of shell. I'm curious. The thing about him I'm curious about is the transformation process i was curious about that with the third party one i'm curious about that with this one if the transformation has flow and on something this big it's like does it have the good flow of the akiba ranger machine attacher because to me that's the most directly parallel 
thing that's ever existed um in my experience that's what i want to know like do i feel like an event is happening when i'm transforming him or am i just like tired and wishing this would be over when i'm transforming him um but yeah the unicron thing boy it's getting close um aaron how you feeling about about the development of unicron here I I actually liked the like I generally do the engineering back end look at uh, the Rochester Institute of Technology's drop lab. I love that there's they a have drop a specific, lab. They have a specific flippy table box thing that just <laughs> drops stuff from 18 inches repeatedly. Yeah, but I, they actually go through. I mean, they show the neat process of like we drop it on every edge and every corner or every like type of edge and type of corner. In order to see what it does, I they have a vibration table that, like, I don't know why you wouldn't just toss it in the back of a truck and drive it around the block a few times rather than just on this table, unless that was, like, emissions, a 30-second, <laughs> uh, well, you can test a lot of things at once, keep those numbers down, unless yeah. that's like a, hey, this is the 30-second cycle version of what we, we actually fill this up with a bunch of stuff and, like, turn this on go home, come back the next day and see what it's done versus the like 30 seconds that it shows kind of driving halfway around the block. Yeah. You can't, you can't keep a car going overnight safely anyway. Yeah. Um, TJ, how about you? How are you feeling about, uh, about one more look at this process? I mean, it's interesting to see the, the, the incremental process, you know, progress of actually getting a Unicron to people. Uh, you know, and it's it's nice to know they aren't they're taking the same steps that they would with a normal toy toward this, and then more so because of the sheer size of what you're getting. Yeah, just it's just it's just a nice little reassurance. Like they're taking all the proper steps here, and you know, you're not you're not you're, you spent a lot of money to get this. And you're going to see it in the final product. And and also, from a slightly distant perspective, this thing has to arrive to a customer that in, in its own shipping box, as opposed to a situation where it shows up at a warehouse, goes into a pallet, goes onto a shelf, where the quality of the packaging one could easily attribute to the big box retailer in question. Uh, like, mm-hmm. there's no middleman here. So if you get a banged up Unicron box, you're just like, hey, I assume I'm getting something pristine, like, you know, as average Joe customer, right? Um, what I wish, not just for Unicron, but in general, now that they've shown us this little look, I don't know who to talk to. I don't know whose ear to worm into. Show us the drop test on actual toys. Come on. Come on, cowards. Mm -hmm. Do it. I want to see it. (laughs) I bet that one gets stopped by legal because they don't want to show examples of their toys breaking. I'm sure. I am sure that's the problem. But oh, my God, we're so close. I want to see the f- show me the archive footage of the Brave Maximus drop test that resulted in him getting cut from Rid 2001. I want to see that. I want to see the Fort Max exploding into shivs that kids could just knife fight with. I want to see it. Ah, uh, we're so close. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's the that's your Unicron update. Uh, that's going to be an interesting part of next year, uh, especially since like. The tone of Unicron arriving is going to be a lot different than when we all pre-ordered them, I think. Because we 
We, when the when Unicron was revealed, that was a very different world, and the world he arrives in, it's a very Unicronic thing, right? Or a Unicronian thing. He's going to show up in a different world where different people are going to be receiving him in a different way. I wonder what those weeks and months will be like uh, when when they take place. Um, we got uh, one more listener question I'd like to do, uh, just to, to poke at our archive. Someday I would really like us to do the big archive push, but then news kept happening. The bastards. Um, but we got a, a, a pair of questions here from Carito saying hello to the good and safety members of the podcast. Uh, first question over the past few years, uh, Carito has slowed down Transformers collecting, which is a shame. Uh, since uh, recently started doing a lot of things, I enjoy one of them being the five millimeter butthole for connecting flight stands, uh, which is a feature I always wanted in every toy line, but was convinced we would never see on Transformers toys. So my question is um, to all that is what is an older Transformers toy that you wish had a flight stand butthole. Personally, I would love for Generations Armada Starscream uh, to have one since that's my favorite Transformers toy and I already have him balancing on a stand. Also, Hunt for the Decepticons Terror Dive. That's actually roundabouts where I'm at because I can't remember precisely when the flight stand buttholes became um, regular and on every single figure, but I feel like I remember it was right after a run of figures I wish it was on. And that 2011 to 2013 era... Um, not 2011, sorry, 2010 to 2011 era, the Hunt for the Decepticons era, Reveal the Shield era. Those are all figures I really wish had the the flight stand butthole. Um, Aaron, is there anything pre-butthole that you wish had the butthole? Jetstorm and Beast Machines. Hell yes! Hell both, yes! Both versions of him, the deluxe and the bigger, chromier one. 1,000%, um, Because he yeah. never, ever had feet. yeah. They, was it Unicron? Did the Lucas Brothers make a flight stand for him, or am I misremembering? Somebody made one that was like a really... I, I don't know if the Lucas Brothers did one. They did one, they did for, one for a Unicron. They did one for Thrust. They did one for Thrust. And they did one for... Did they do one for Thrust? Yeah, they did, they did one for original Wave 1 Thrust to be able to like okay. be in unicycle mode. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was a weird clip around the 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 axle. I can't but remember if they did I, one for Jet. Storm. I think I remember one for Jet Storm, but it was again just like a weird plastic like V piece that wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, and that's... and and that's also like in the long long ago. Yeah, that. That, like, we didn't have anything like the third parties. Because I could see if somebody like Jetstorm came out now and didn't have that flight stand post, or even with the flight stand post, I could see somebody coming up with a, uh, even if it was just like a, uh, uh, some, like a garage kit style thing where it's like an effects part that oh, blossoms I mean, out like a thrust thing. And nowadays it would just it would uh, be on Thingiverse. A, f- a foot peg thing. Yeah, or or just something on Thingiverse. Yeah, like like nowadays, 3D printing has been democratized enough that like there are things that just get made as a as a, as a, a whatever file. Um, I forgot the file name now, but you know, 3D printer file. Um, I feel like that's that's I feel like that might be what the Lucas Brothers might have gotten up to if they were born like two decades later. Uh, and also had the exact same personalities otherwise, I guess. Um, TJ, anything that you wish had the flight stand butthole but did not? Uh, any of the uh, flying bugs from Beast Wars. Oh, man, yeah. Because it was such a universal that those legs never held any of them up. 
yeah. whole Beast era, Beast Wars and Beast Machines. Because I, I was going to say, in, in addition to Jetstorm, Obsidian, uh, like every jet, <laughs> or, or jet-like. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, whole Beast era. I, I think that actually is kind of like the most all-encompassing answer. Like, yeah, because a lot of those bugs don't stand; they just splat. Yeah, uh, <laughs> tiny, yeah, tiny little ball-jointed legs, not <laughs> enough for uh, those big, big bodies. Uh, I'll also add there was a side note from Carito in here um, in regards to Terra Dive. We need more tridents on toys. I made this hill when I was seven, and I will die on it. Um, if you were seven when Terra Dive came out, then that's another one of those moments. Where one realizes we started the podcast in 2008. Um, other question. Recently got Earthrise Optimus Prime. Put it next to my Galaxy Prime. Looking at the two, I can't stop thinking about how they could remold this toy. Even if it wouldn't completely work. To be a RID 2001 Optimus Prime with Super Mode. I'm also still mad they never used Combiner Wars Optimus to make Energon Prime. So my question is, what is a mold you are surprised, disappointed they never used for a remold that is all stay safe? I'm going to say mine first because I'm never going to stop about this. It's been seven years. I'm never going to let up on this. Generations Thrilling 30 Orion Packs should have been remolded like three times. And the fact that the only time it ever happened mm-hmm. was the frigging Botcon toy that made him another faceplate prime anyway. Granted, the first one didn't have a faceplate. What? Okay, sure. You took an Orion Pax and turned him into a prime with a faceplate. Friggin' I'm still not over it. Um So that's mine. Um Aaron, what what about you? What do you wish had been remolded? Uh, many things. I, I've I've lost the the soapbox to stand and yell at. Of, <laughs> he lost of the things fire that, <laughs> that that should. There are so many things that like seem like they have been so close. I think that some of that fire has dropped off over time because they've gotten better about like preloading those things. Yeah. Where we're more like, you know, it happens much less frequently and I think was part of the the John Barber initiative uh, trademark that, like, hey, if one thing in a set comes out, we're going to do all three. You know, very rarely are, you know, two of the Datsuns going to get released or one and a half Seekers because it got like a... a European release on something in a later half wave thing. Like it's going to be like our guarantee time and again, we do one, we do the rest. So it's a lot harder to say like, Oh, why didn't we get run amok? We got run about. Yeah. And they're like, no, we already got them loaded up and you know what? Run about has a Mohawk and the other one doesn't. <laughs> I'm still not over that. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I think I think Aaron meant John Warden, not John Barber, but the timing yeah, is still Warden. the same. It's kind of still a very the John Barber era was still in that that, that similar space. I could I could see the also they're both named John. Um <laughs> TJ, what's a, a retool remold that you still wish they you can't believe never happened? I mean, I'll do you one better. I'll give you a mold that was never reused at all. And mm-hmm. it's stunning considering what it was. Universe 2 Dinobot. Yeah. Yeah. You think of how many times the original Dinobot got repainted into a whole bunch of different characters, and then how many times it was retooled into different characters. There's so much you could have done. And, like, it's not a bad mold. Like, I've got the Japanese version, and, like, until we... 
until this new Kingdom one comes out. It has not been a bad Dinobot at all. I was actually sitting here, and, like, certain that there had been another use of it, and sitting here realizing that there had, not even for a freaking Cyber Beast. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no Cyber Beast, no hard, you know, no, nothing. Consider it, like, uh, that's probably one of the most reused molds of them all that isn't a Seeker. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. like, nothing. Like, we get a new version of that mold out and nothing. Like, it just stuns me that it wasn't a troop builder or a botcon toy or something. Think of how many years they had to do just, like, Beast Wars Grimlock at any point for botcon. I like I would bet you that that was like on one of those one of those short lists where it's like well next year for next year they had to be it's too obvious uh but yeah man I I hadn't thought about that at all you're right and yeah it's not a bad toy either like one one could understand why Universe Cheetor never showed up again oh, uh, yeah uh but yeah like. I think it's just, I kept a, because there was the Japanese version, so there's two colorways of it. I, in my brain, it was I was like, oh yeah, they did a couple of a couple versions of them, but yeah, it was only the only the one on each coast. Um. Anyway, Carito, hope those uh, answered your questions. I'm actually fired up again about Orion Pax. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just annoys me so much because also I don't think we're ever going to see a figure like that again. Like that was a very unique Transformer as well. Uh, or if we see him again, it's going to be a long time. So, grr. Anyway, we're going to end this podcast with a little bit of off-topic talk. What else we got this week? Um, and uh, Aaron, I'm going to start with you. What's uh, did you get anything off-topic this week? That was happy. Um, I so I kind of forgot about something that was kind of an on topic but you could just as well call it the off topic that's the second part of getting all of the deluxes from the netflix series of i could build up diorama oh the thing that was in my alita box yeah yeah have you built it that i i did is it cool it's, it's not okay i didn't think it was gonna like be, but... the, the 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 two issues and the rough thing is is it's it's again one of those things that's like so like mm, so close um so it that cardstock if that was a thicker cardstock like if that was the the um studio series cardstock it'd be better like that mm-hmm. just barely cardboardy cardboard it'd be better um but it's not no. it's thinner paper so it like while everything tabs together it doesn't terribly hold up well by itself like it'll it'll stay there because it the the two end pieces you turn at like a forty five degree angle or the not end pieces but the one before the end and tab into the the bottom part that's why the there was one that came in the first set that had like an angled bit on it because that's where the back part like turns the corner mm-hmm. and that kind of gives it strength but none of it is strong enough by itself to do that well yeah and so it's putting a lot of work on those tabs that just when i pulled that thing out of the package i was like oh i forgot this was a thing and then when i and then i held it up and i was like oh boy this shouldn't be a thing because that that is like really thin cardboard like it's not cool cardboard and maybe it's because it has to tab together so you need that extra level of flex but 
at a certain like I was kind of looking at it kind of like this is sort of just a bummer. Like it's nice that the art assets are out there, I guess. But yeah, you'd need to reinforce that thing or glue it to the back of a shelf. Uh, it just doesn't feel very good, even just the one piece I have. Hmm. All right. Well, anything anything off topic for you, or is that? Uh, I got new baking sheets for the oven. Oh, nice! He's gonna take a fork I, to I them, just, just mark them up. Like I no no. Okay. So I had <laughs> um, we had a pizza failure event. Oh no! Um, where I'd set a timer and said timer just never went off. It's a kitchen timer that apparently the battery will last for like nine minutes on and then it just doesn't want to work anymore. See, here's what I want to know. So it was the thing here's what I want to know. It was like what notified you then? Was it the smell or the heat? It 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 wasn't the smell and it wasn't the heat. The kitchen's in the next room over it. It was it was like my internal clock for a little bit had been saying that like this should have gone off already. Mm-hmm. But like that kitchen I trust that kitchen timer. Yeah, it sits right there. And then and I was I was doing other stuff too. I was like putting away clothes or something. So it was like I had I wasn't just sitting there like watching for it. Yeah. And so it was like that pizza should be done already. And I went down and then it was like pull open the oven and it was it was not at a state that you would want to eat it, but not inedible. Oh, that's oh, because that's so close to like. I don't mind a slightly burnt pizza because it means the middle part is like, well, it's gonna be crispy as hell, and that's okay. Like if the crust is is a goner, it's like I can cut the crust off. Yeah, no, it was like the crust was black, the edges were black, and like all the the pepperoni in there was all like just the crispy pepperoni the way that I'd lo- like. If every pepperoni could be like that, those little tiny crispy bits rather than just the big, like sad. Like the too large. You ever get a pizza that has like too large a pepperoni where none of it ever gets yeah, any sort kinda, of like it's just grease crisp flop. to it. Yeah, grease yeah. flop pepperoni is a but. That's why also so I don't it, mind it, an overcooked pizza because I'm like you know at least if the middle is okay, then I get all this. Yeah, yeah the toppings are are my thing. But but um, so and it was a one of the pizzas that the like they want you to put it directly on a rack. So whenever we do those, we'll slide another sheet underneath it. Yeah, because he, otherwise you get Just the molten to, core to, event. To, to catch the stuff. And that one had caught a, a bunch of cast off and had definitively cooked on it. Um, And so I tried scrubbing it like three rounds to try and get some of that deep cook off of it. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't going. And so I was just like, ah, okay, fine. So ordered new baking sheets and they are still pristine no scratches on them no nothing um i've i've let it be known that the last of the old sheets is the sheet to use for under pizzas and and or like for sliding pizzas out from underneath it because we have one that's like media like i prefer you don't use that one but like for for that but if you gotta you gotta um and then, like, two new ones that are going to be great for anything else that are still all, like, smooth even after being washed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, like, my big, ooh, 
I can finally like I finally have the reason to stop trying to rescue this thing because it is the one that's been like roast burnt and everything. Um, I've been looking for reasons to whack this pen for ten years. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. I mean, at the cost of a pizza, yeah. but congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the worst part of all of that was when it went in, I was at, like, light hangry. Oh. And so it was part of, like, going to do other things, and it's like, okay, now I've got my food. Motherfuck! Okay. All right, this is burnt. That's also I'm why making you, myself, I'm making I, myself a, a, a PB&J sandwich, and I'm going to stand here, <laughs> stare at the oven, and angrily eat it. That's also why I was quietly hoping, like, at least the cheese and the pepperoni or whatever would be fine, because, it's like, at least you could just scrape that into a bowl and just eat it with a fork. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anything else off topic on your end? Um, a bunch of green rectangles that at some point in time I'm going to uh, exchange for goods or services. Likely services for, for a little seizure doggy, um, actually. but Poor little woofer. Yeah, yeah. Romo, I don't think I've talked about it on here. Um, Romo, uh, a few weeks ago, had a couple of seizures. Mm-hmm. And uh, super scary. Um, and... And uh, we took him, and he has a small tumor uh, in the, oh, I always forget what it's called, the, like, protective covering of the brain. Oh, this, um, ah, crap. I'm not going to remember now. The, the dura, dura, something like that. But it's uh, in that, and it has grown it from, like, the, the bottom of the brain, and it is pushing up into the brain that caused the seizures, and they're hoping to shoot it with a bunch of radiation in order to make it smaller and and um potentially mean that seizures don't happen for a long time down the road. The Dura Mater. Dura Mater. It's bothering Tough me. Mother. I it up. <laughs> um but yeah. Well obviously we're all hoping uh, for the best, as is every single listener out there who isn't a complete monster that we're going to yeah. throw out a window and turn into cement at some point. No, um, oh yeah, it's spooky. That's very scary. I was, I always remember. I think I might have talked about this, but I always remember when I was flying to Germany as a kid, and we were both ways. The same family was on the flight with us both ways, both flights, where the dad of the family uh, knew he was going to have a seizure on the flight. And so it was my first exposure to that kind of thing. And that's, it's like, you know, it's obviously it's not quite the same scenario, but still it's just, it's a seizure. It's a seizure. It's very frightening. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. That was, I mean, especially with, you know, with, with Romo, cause he's like 15 pounds and we've never experienced anything like that before. And then to like, not be able to do anything while he's doing, it's just, uh, but he's not had any seizures since, and um, hopefully meds and treatment will give him a long doggy life. Um, if if you, you got pets and, and you want to feel like you're doing something towards Romo, give your pets some pets, maybe some treats, a little hug, a little rub, if they like little rubs. Little share pics, share like pics and videos in the thread, please. Share pictures. Yeah, share pictures and videos in the thread on on Twitter. Find me on Twitter. Send me cute pictures of your 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 puppies or your i guess 
cats. There are cat people out there. They exist, I guess. And turtles. Um, and turtles. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, and, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop over to you, TJ. Uh, how how'd off topic go for you this week? Um. Well, Christmas was pretty good for me. So yeah, off topic went well. All right. I've got my own little list of. I have seven things off topic. Hmm. Oh, I was gonna keep it short considering the hour, but. Well, I'm gonna. Mine are really short, but <laughs> unless I go on about a coffee mug, which I could, but we'll get there. Um. Oh, I was, I was a bunch of a bunch of mine. A bunch of mine is still in box and or untested because I have not had time to get to it, and or it is technical stuff that needs adapters and such and whatnots. Ah, there's bionics. not a lot I can, not a lot I can talk about right now. Um, we did mention two other companies that had the license for Ninja Trolls right now. We mentioned NECA. Didn't mention Super Seven. I think Super Seven stuff looks. So much better than NECA stuff. Yeah. So, uh, under the tree this year was their Baxter Stockman. That is the one I was... If I ever see that, there's a comic store here in town that has Super 7 Splinter. And I'm like, if they ever get Baxter Stockman in and I'm able to go and browse in there again when they do, I think I'm just going to get it because it looks really cool. I I hope they start rerunning the old waves because I would love to go back and get some... Like when I first saw them listed, it was like forty five bucks for these. Like, how are they forty five bucks? And then I get Baxter in hand. These things are gigantic. Yeah, like they're gigantic and they're dense. Baxter weighs a ton. Yeah, like the only. I mean, I, you know, I don't have them, but the only like the only negative I read about Baxter from folks I saw on Twitter who got him is like his ankle tilts are kind of funky, and that was it. That was it. Like. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't I couldn't even find ankle tilts on mine. It might have it might have been like, the absence got, of them. It might have been the absence of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, because they yeah, they swivel and they hinge back and forward. Yeah. Like No, my like my bigger grievance with him is just I wish his I wish his fly wings had more positions because uh they're they're on a hinge that's on a swivel, but that doesn't give you like I can't like it gives you like weird positions that they end up in that's <laughs> Not showing off like the shape of the fly wing as well as I would like, mm-hmm. but that's basically it. I love the idea of taking the old toys because they're so different than what they look like in the cartoon yeah. and modernizing those. Oh, like and the, the shredder lo- they're doing with the the bonus head with the the dumbass forehead modification. Yeah, like, <laughs> I love it. I, it's. I, <laughs> I, I love, I will say, I love the extent that they're going to for all the stuff that they throw in. Like, Baxter comes with a mouser. They're not doing that as, like, a separate piece that you have to buy, like, an 8-pack of. Which I would absolutely buy an 8-pack of these mousers. Yeah. But also, like, he comes with all of, he comes with his accessories from the original t- toy completely painted. Like, the, he, like, he's got that, like, little, like, that big metal like fly swatter slash meat tenderizer and there's like a little flat turtle painting on it yeah but then he also but then he also comes with like the old school sprue of the parts all in one color so you can have the ones that look correct and look really detailed or you can have just like the vintage just all yeah you know, just all bare plastic parts as well yeah and there's no reason to do that and they still did it 
I, I should say also, it's like obviously NECA is going for like they're really leaning now hard into this cartoon look, which is you know apples and oranges from what Super Seven's aesthetic is to a degree. But even as to- as as toy packages, I feel like Super Seven's just evoke this like really premium sense. Uh, and I feel mm-hmm. like you are. I feel like the time and effort to get a hold of NECA's causes a similar expectation of premium bang for your buck after all of that effort, unless you are one of the, like, 15 people who stumble across them, as far as I could tell on Twitter, anyway. Yeah, um, like, I, the only the only one I have of their run is the Super Shredder. Mm-hmm. And, like, I am terrified to move it too much, as cool as the toy looks. Like, it's, it's, ju- it's just an unpleasant, it's just, it feels like something could give if I move it the wrong way. So he's basically just, he's just going to be a big Kevin Nash statue. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's all he, that, that's his existence in my collection. He's just going to stand there. That's part of my, uh, one of the many parts of my frustrations with NECA here in the year of our 2020 is that also for a lot of people, it's exciting to finally get a figure of this character or whatever, you know, in a modern sense, but then it comes with all the NECA baggage of like, oh, it also might shatter or, yeah. the, you know, the peg might rip itself off in the socket or something. And mm-hmm. it's so, like, like I saw that I saw on Facebook in one of the collector groups uh, for, for the Ontario area, I think it is. Like, someone who was sharing that NECA got the boys license. And so I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to collect some NECA now. Got to get me those the boys figures. And I was just sitting there like, yeah, have fun. You know? You're yeah. No. <laughs> no. Like, like I, as a kid, I collected, like, all those Kenner Aliens figures where they came up with those weird mutations. You know, bull alien, rhino alien, uh, scorpion alien. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited when I saw, like, oh, they're actually doing modern versions of those. They're super detailed. Who's doing them? No! <laughs> yep, that was me. I love Kenner alien stuff. I love all of it, and it frigging kills me that NECA is just, like, 10-foot concrete pole foundationed into that license. Because I'm like, none of it has ever felt good to me. The couple of aliens and predators I've gotten. I'm sure at some point someone could say, oh, well, they got better uh, over time. And we'll be able to tell me like, oh, just start from this point onwards. And it's like, I don't want, it's too much, too much bother. And, and did they get better or did they just get better than garbage? I don't know. And I'm, I'm being a little bit mean here. Absolutely. I think I said this earlier in the show. If you really dig their stuff, that's fine. I got no problem with you. I got problems with NECA and my problems with NECA. It's like, I'm not coming to your house to take your NECA collection away. It's just, may- okay, maybe the one affectation it'll have, if you really want to tell me how cool your NECA toys are, I might not want to hear about it at a certain point, but that's about it. <laughs> but yeah, like that, the Bill and Ted things that they did, the friggin' the Hellraiser uh, Cenobites that they put out, the ultimate pinhead, and I'm like, oh, who did this? Oh, well, <laughs> I don't want to bother. Um, yeah. It's such a friggin' buzzkill. Um it's like if you if you grew up in the eighties and found out your favorite movie or show got a video game, but it was by LJN. And that, yeah, <laughs> that's just the that's just the death nail. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd, I'd, all I'd your ha- hopes gone. I think I I think it would it would be completely fair to call NECA the the, the LJN of twenty first century toy collecting. Uh, I, I'd uh, be I, happy to call them that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know you know who doesn't who doesn't need the 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 help who doesn't need the 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 cheerleading NECA they got plenty of them all right they're gonna they're mm-hmm. gonna be fine 
I could, I, as far as I could tell. Last time I checked on one of those discussion threads, they're fine. They got folks who go and do their stock checks for them as volunteers. So, like, they're, <laughs> they have an arrangement that a lot of companies would kill for. So, good for them. Um, but anything else off topic on your end, TJ? Uh, the one thing I've actually taken out and I've gotten to goof with is, you know, everyone after the newest video game system, you know, this Christmas, uh, some want a PS5, some get the Series X. Uh, I wanted an Oculus Quest 2. Ooh. Hmm. So I am in the world of VR now. I want to, so, I so want to be in the world of VR. I got to, I got to taste it at the YouTube space a few years ago. Yeah. It. You know how you know how happy I would have been if I could have spent this year in an alternate reality. <laughs> I mean, just there's it's such cool stuff. Like, there's an inherent I feel an inherent jank to a lot of it, but at this point, it's a known quantity, and like there's such interesting, weird stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, it's just fun to explore, and it's not just like the games it comes with, because you know it's just like any other system. Buy all your game, you know, buy the games bit by bit. And there's some actually some good games that use the VR in really clever ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I, the, the, I wanted this because years ago I saw it Let's Played and I think this looks like so much dumb fun. I want to actually experience this. I got Job Simulator. Yeah. Which is, if you haven't seen it's just a recreation. This is like far future where robots are doing all the work and you are in a museum that just gives you the recreation of what work used to be like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you're an office worker, you're a cook, you're a convenience store clerk, and it's just robots trying to interpret human interaction and human situations. Yeah. But it's such a playground. Every one of those situations is just a ton of things you can just do, just weird and random. You're sitting there at your office desk, they give you a copying machine that can literally copy any object that you put on the surface. So you just get infinite donuts out of this machine if you want it. If you put your character model's hand on there, it will give you just a glove that you can just throw around. If you stick your own face in the copying machine, a brain comes out. (laughs) Well, also, I found at least the hardware, and this is a few years ago, um, it's probably a little bit tighter now. Uh, if, If you're, like, unless you are, like, under, say, 16, I guess... I think there's still an inherent like magic to the fact that hardware even remotely works. Yeah. Like, like that you're able to look around inside a virtual space that is not realistic whatsoever. And that you mm-hmm. have two hands, quote unquote, that you can wave around that have somewhere between two to five buttons each that can manipulate that world you're in. To me, that is still absolutely magical. Yeah. Just the idea that like I can look to my left and my right, I can look up and it's still the same game space. Yeah. Like I'm not looking. I'm not looking at a world uh, at a window into that world. I'm in the middle of the world. Yeah, like like m- maybe it's also the fact that I don't have my own rig or anything. I only got to try it a few times, but like it just blows my mind that that is available as as something you can just set up uh, even at your desk. Like, you don't even need a room space. Like it's better with a room space. But, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. But you you can just sort of sit in a chair with a helmet on and still look around in a world and just use like, you know, motion or movement controls to mm-hmm. to wander around. Like it's that's also the other big advance that made me so happy was when it was discovered you don't automatically puke if you just have a forward like like WASD controls in VR. You'll only mm-hmm. puke if the if the frame rate 
chops at. So yeah, as long as the frame rate can maintain, you can just want. I remember I tried it at the uh, the library here at a, at a TCAF once, where I could just fly around this world. It's like a superhero game uh, in like an alpha state, and because the frame rate was solid, I was like, oh, I can just jump around and fly around here. I'm not gonna like you know wretch and the the people who developed the game were like yeah no like we we know that that's kind of not what you're supposed to do this is a few years ago but they were like we we tried it and it seems fine so, you know let us know if you're gonna puke because that's our rig <laughs> 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 that's so cool uh i love vr it's just this concept mm-hmm. like back when i was a yeah. kid i played dactyl it was a dactyl terror was that what it was called the one time that that VR game where it's like a pterodactyl's coming at you and you have the the huge helmet on, uh, I gotta look that up. That was that was really classic VR. Um, but this, oh, I'm like I'm I'm on a I'm on a tangent now. <laughs> <laughs> there there was a, a live stream recently by Radio TV Solutions where uh, one of those folks was he he was trying to spend I believe 24 hours in VR Minecraft, um. With various other things going on, I don't think he made it to the twenty four necessarily. But like, just the fact that like, yeah, we 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 freaking piped Minecraft into this helmet, so you can walk around in it and do Minecraft uh, in this helmet. Uh, yeah. And granted, I have also never played Minecraft, um, but just the idea of that I thought was just fascinating. That like I can play Minecraft, or I can put my magic hat on and play Minecraft, but with my hands walking around in it, like. Mm-hmm. Ah. I mean, the the like the like the three D video stuff is cool too. Like the oh, like yeah. the three sixty full immersion like you're like I like and that like that stuff's just basically just go to YouTube and find something, which is yeah. also cool. You know, I, you know they put you, like I I did one where it was like swimming with turtles, and you know deep you know deep in the ocean like like I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to have that opportunity, but now I can at least see what it's like. Yeah. Well, and, and, and when they've like, what was it? I, other people have done it. For some reason, I remember the WWE doing it, but like they'd set oh, up yeah. like 360 cameras during like an undertaker entrance that you could like download the video of and watch it in VR. Oh, like, Oh, there's, there's, some, there's something else I've done. was that they put up, or I'm eating something. But they also, they put up 3D cameras in the ring. So it's just Daniel Bryan just, like, flying at the turnbuckle. <laughs> and, like, you're just, it's like you're just standing on the on the corner of the ring watching the match. I, uh, I found Dactyl. It was Dactyl Nightmare, not Dactyl Terror. Um, Dactyl Nightmare. That, so I played that when I was, like, eight or nine. Because they, they had that rig set up in the mall for a Christmas. Uh... And as I said, it was like a six. It was a sixty thousand dollar at the time uh, VR rig, but uh, someone remade it in Oculus. Um, it's, it looks like a couple years ago. But yeah, that was that was nineteen nineties VR with a helmet. I remember it was Dactyl Nightmare, and then the next Christmas they had Duke Nukem three D hooked up to that VR instead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, ah, I love VR. I want a VR headset one of these days. Uh, TJ, congratulations on uh, f- having a portal into another reality. Yay. <laughs> um, well, I- I'm going to quickly go through my little my little Xmas list because I think there's some cute stuff on here. Uh, I got Garo Season Two Part Two. 
very slowly building my Garo Blu-ray collection. Uh, I got this weird uh, deck box by a company called U-Gears. It's like a wooden clockwork mechanism deck box you build yourself with beeswax and rubber bands and laser-cut wood parts. Um, that I was more excited about it about, what month is it? Let's say seven months ago when I was really into a TCG that was alive. <laughs> uh, but I'm still kind of hype about it. Um, I think I mentioned last episode that I got a chair. Um, I also got... I, I had bookmarked a Mahjong mat because I'd bookmarked a bunch of things to put on the plank of wood I've been playing board games on. And I thought I'd bookmarked it in my Amazon wish list where it was going to be harmless. Uh, and anyway, I have a Mahjong mat now. Um, so I need to learn Mahjong. Um, okay. I also got a wallet card game called Dragon Punch that was just on my wish list that I kind of forgotten about, but it's a wallet game. I like those, and uh, it looks like it plays pretty fast. And uh, I got some very cool upgrades for tokens in the game Nemo's War. It's a solo board game I've really been enjoying. And uh, so it's some token upgrades for the ship tokens where you don't know what the ship is yet. Usually they're just little square tokens. So these are 3D representations of those with a little 3D printed ship on the middle of each one. And then uh, three tokens that replace the three tracker tokens, which in the base in the game, they are three horseshoes of cardboard that feel like the first thing that's going to disintegrate out of all the parts of the game. So now they are replaced with three uh, 3D printed portholes. So it's a very nice upgrade to a game I really enjoy. Um and that is our episode of WTFTFW. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a very happy new year, uh, however it is that you entered it. And let us all, hey, we got to keep surviving. It's a new year. Situation ain't fully changed yet. So please stay safe. I demand of you your survival. Um, Aaron and TJ, I also demanded of you too as well. Um, if, if need be, I do have protocols. Um so it's, it's all good. Have you ever lived in a potato? Just that one summer. All right. It's going to be real hype this time. Um, but uh, yeah, until then, uh, we'll talk to you later. And uh, as I said, stay safe. I demand it. But you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.